Yeah, we're we're so trying to get back to everybody. Might everybody want to start queuing up. up your two towers. Everybody, yeah. queue up two towers. Welcome to the Catholic Nerds Podcast. We are about to press play on the Two Towers. We are currently live streaming all together the entire Lord of the Rings marathon from Fellowship to the Return of the King. We are about to press play on some quality Catholic live streaming nerdery. Okay, I'm at zero. The first piece of trivia listed by my Amazon Prime X-Ray IMDb special feature is John Reese davies had lost the tip of his left middle finger in a farm accident when he was younger, so special prosthetic fingertips were made from a cast of his right middle finger. Wow. Was it absolutely essential that he not be missing the tip of his finger for this role? I would have thought they'd just leave it be. (laughs) I think Weta was just showing off at that point. Like, yeah. look at what we can do. <laughs> Check it out. We have the technology. Look what I can do. <laughs> like, to me, it seems totally believable for a dwarf to be missing part of a finger. Yeah. Absolutely, especially Gimli. Yeah. Okay, we're ready. ready Five, four, three, two, one, go. I'm just kidding. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Don't do that. Cool. Don't do that. <laughs> Now that we've all had luncheon, or yeah. has anyone had luncheon? Personally, I'm ready for afternoon tea. I'm kind right of snacking. Now. I'm having constant perpetual luncheon. We should probably feed our children. <laughs> we're we're getting ready to start the two towers. Uh, are, is everybody queued up and ready to go? I'm ready, ready to go. All right, so let us do a countdown, Mary. Oh, five. Hey, Joseph's back. Hold on. Joseph's back. Oh, Joseph's back. <laughs> We, we were just, we were like literally just about to hit the button to play. It was perfect timing. <laughs> perfect timing. Are you ready? Are you ready? Okay. Yes, we're ready. Maria had it all set up. Okay, let's uh, go. She's all four, four, three, five, two, four. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> go. For Gondor. <laughs> and the well done day. <laughs> We have the new line cinema. Never I, seen the new line cinema thing. I get excited because I think it's the beginning of Elf. That's what I always. <laughs> I don't know why. Wrong kind of elves, Mary. Wrong kind of elves. Yeah. And I think there's like sparkly snowflakes at, at, during that one, but still, a girl can dream. <laughs> a girl can dream. <laughs> <laughs> Just now seeing the Winget films. What are y'all seeing? Mountains, Gandalf. Mountains. Oh. Yeah, we're behind. <laughs> That's I'm for throwing us 55, off. 55, 56, 57. Okay, I see mountains now. <laughs> Two, three, four, five. I can hear through the mountain to Gandalf speaking. Yeah. Well, not yet, but you know. Are you fools? <laughs> yeah. You cannot. Ah. 
This has got to be one of the best opening scenes, though. Like, mm. I love the prologue and fellowship, but this, this was great. Agreed. Really makes you think about them living, like Gollum living in the basement of the mountains. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> okay. Or did this show not passing for me? How far behind am I? I'm at 149. Is what just happened for us. What just happened? Okay. Wait, hang on. I'll tell you in a second. Balrog and Gandalf. Here, I can just show you. Falling. Balrog falling. I can violate copyright for 15 seconds. Whoa. <laughs> I can't tell what's happening. Yeah, we're, we're all pretty we're close. Yeah. We're perfectly synced, Scott. We're like perfectly synced. Yeah, yeah same here, actually. <laughs> nice. Everyone who wasn't like counting yeah. to five when we got to three. Uh, the disc has extra stuff in before like you know i had the whole this is pg-13 that's what you get oh right yeah acrobatics check does he need to make skydiving wait and did we see did did we miss the like cruciform falling of gandalf yeah i mean they don't show it in this one they show it in fellowship okay so when he falls backwards, he's got his arms extended. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> Gandalf's such a bad egg. He is. He's like, I'm falling to my death. <clears throat> I'm going to kill this thing first. Well, they fall for three days, right? Yeah. Which is insane. <laughs> yeah. You get bored also and just start trying to kill something. If you How did not end up in China? How <laughs> <laughs> unhappy I was the one time I rode the Tower of Terror. <laughs> for those 30 seconds or not even it was probably like two seconds that we were falling yeah i don't want to get on this ride <laughs> uh, this is such a beautiful scene mm. the falling fire dragons are lovely this time of year oh <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry he's not a dragon. there right i was about to say gosh mary He's there are no more dragons in Middle Earth now. Yeah, they got all killed. Yeah, what happened to other than obviously Small got killed in the Hobbit? What what happened to all the other dragons? Uh, there were a lot, especially in the Silmarillion, that eventually, over several battles, got slaughtered by the elves. Which mm. good. And, and then the, over the years, you know, the dwarves were, were they all were they all bad or yeah. Okay. Dwarves were they were creations or twistings of Morgoth. There's again. a. Mm. I was gonna say they, they started to not like the neighborhood. There's a cool size comparison uh, chart I saw. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, the one with uh, and Caligon the Black. Yeah. <laughs> that makes like smog look like a, a, <laughs> a gecko, yeah. <laughs> what was the name of the the dragon in the Children of Hudrin? Uh Glaurong. Glau- I always mix it up with the sword. <laughs> yeah. Glau- oh Glamdrung. He was he was 
Is that what Tech Sheep was commenting on that? What? Oh, yeah. Tech said the same thing. I'm going to see if I dragons. can post this uh, image I'm looking yeah, at. Yeah, I want to find this, though. I'm going to actually get on Facebook and watch what we're doing so that I can see the comments. <laughs> um, and, and share sure. the video. But don't... Yeah. Don't necessarily do a watch party because that starts, I think, a whole separate comment thread. Yeah. Oh, wait, this is posting a sticker. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I found the graph. That's that's pretty uh, pretty pretty yeah. easy size difference there. <laughs> I'm gonna just put the link in. That's a really really long link. <laughs> Get on Facebook and watch what we're doing. You got to turn the volume down. <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> I believe it can. Yeah. Work. Everybody that's watching, just go ahead and uh, share the video as well. Share it with your friends and family on your timeline. Oh, look, Sam brought his pan because he is the real Flynn Rider. Um, <laughs> he's got all the cooking. <clears throat> yeah. What is Frodo carrying besides the ring? Oh, he's got a bag, I guess. The ring is heavy. Gets <laughs> increasingly heavier the closer they get. Yeah. I'm opening the link you sent, Scott, but I don't see the. Where Be direct, it? notice. Oh yeah, I don't see it either. Oh, it's just. Wait, did. Why? Why is hashtag, rest in peace legend trending? Did uh, little Richard die? I don't know, Scott. Yeah, little Richard died. I've oh, been here Richard. all day. Oh wow. Wapa loobapa wap bamboo. Oh, that's upsetting. Also right. featured on Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah, sorry, that link I provided is terrible. <laughs> It gives me a redirection notice. <laughs> Here, I'm gonna. No, I mean... Least to say, Angolong, Angolong. How do you pronounce that? <laughs> yeah. uh, the dragon. Yeah, the dragon, the biggest and one. Caligon. And Caligon is ridiculously big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor he's, like the, he's like the size of the continent. <laughs> I get <that>. Yeah. <laughs> he is the lonely mountain. Yeah. <laughs> Does it actually pull up based on that link or not? I get a redirect notice and then. Oh well. Oh well. Check it out. Go to Google and put in "dragons of Middle Earth" and yeah. under images, you can easily find find the uh, the graph comparisons. Windows are low. Wow. I'm never alone. I have children. <laughs> <laughs> this is 
They won't see leave I'm me alone. I'm missing a trivia question in here. Okay, so we're at nine minutes and about 30 seconds into the two hours. Okay. Two towers. So, <laughs> two hours. We're actually, like, hearing Gollum, right? Yeah. I have a, a friend of mine, a priest friend of mine, who... Maria's coming to get the run ring from our house. Gollum impersonation and Smeagol, like he does the back and forth. <laughs> you come right? and claim it? It's fantastic. <laughs> so if, if any of you viewers out there know Father Paul Birdsall, <laughs> ask him to do his impersonation of Smeagol and Gollum. It's fantastic. John, John Paul does it. <clears throat> do it, John Paul. Oh, yeah. I did it for a talent show in like sophomore year of high school, maybe. Yeah, we did the whole thing—the the body paint, the skull cap. Oh yeah, it was good. <laughs> it's a little frightening. I was Phil the hyper hypo kid in in our high school talent show. <laughs> Tex was asking, did anybody see the VH1 award ceremony with Andy Circus as Gollum? I I no. think that's the one Dude, where I saw it was that. the same like year, two thousand whatever. Yeah, and it, it was either Gollum or Dobby who was up for the award, and Gollum won. <laughs> they were like, "What do you think? Of, what do you think of Dobby?" Dobby's a it was humorous. Odie says he thinks he saw it. <laughs> I think I did see that. Yeah. What do you call a blind dinosaur? <laughs> Dinosaurus. <laughs> what? Are we what back on Jurassic Park dog? again? Did we get back here? <laughs> Jurassic Park again. <laughs> Do you think you saw us? Do you think you saw us? Rex. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So what's what's the other uh how, what's the follow up of that? What do you call a blind dinosaur's dog? That yeah. Do you think you saw Rex? Yeah. Is there an echo? <laughs> I missed I missed the question. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just know when Sam when it's hopeful is every orc and mortar is going to hear this dragon's like that's how we feel when we're trying to quiet the baby down it's <laughs> <laughs> hopeless we definitely think about the orcs yeah <laughs> Sorry. My, my kids definitely pull a golem if you like try and put socks on them and like how Mary and Cody did this at the same exact time <laughs> so synchronized yeah. man golems loincloth has a lot of holes in it yeah totally hurting a hole a relic shroud. <laughs> I mean to be fair that's Probably just a uh, courtesy because he probably didn't have a long <laughs> Yeah, Let's be real. He sold his clothes for more heroin. And if you don't want to think about it anymore, <laughs> maybe it's not. Maybe it's not lo- a cloth. Yeah. <laughs> Frog skin. Work skin. Ooh. All right. Uh, let's bring it back to the family. <laughs> <laughs> We just had lunch. We don't want to lose it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, snap his neck. That one hurts. For all of us. If we let him go, he'll throttle us in our sleep. What is the, like, 
And then I, I gotta say that their interpretation of the elven rope here, this is, this is like twine. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. that must have been That's horrible so cool. to try to hold on to. Like if you slipped it, don't cut your hand in half. Yeah. No, Regardless of if it's elven silk or not, it's like <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous. Look, somebody gave Dobby a sock. <laughs> <laughs> happy, 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 happy. Sex says uh, the scene evidently the one time, or at least the best chance. For redemption for Smeagol, but Samwise, with truly his biggest mistake, doesn't see the sincerity. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, sad day. I wouldn't say this is his biggest chance for redemption. Wouldn't that be the end when he's, you know, leave now and never come back? Yeah, yeah. yeah I would think that he is kind of redeemed for a little bit, and then the whole issue with Faramir's men. Yeah, I feel like Sam has good reason to be concerned. Oh, absolutely. He just turned and went, ah! (laughs) Yeah. There is a bit of water Especially since, since, like, even in in the book, I don't don't think there was ever, no, I don't know if there, not an ever a chance for him for redemption, but that Frodo and Sam never believed him. That, that, like, Frodo's never tricked into thinking that, oh, Smeagol's actually actually truthful or good or not whatnot yeah they always approach it cautiously yeah but even in the book he they kind of get on decent terms after his whole redemption thing like he he talks Tolkien explains how uh he starts acting differently and whatnot and then uh Mm. when he's betrayed by frodo that that doesn't end but i wouldn't say that's sam's fault Mm. I think at this point, it's completely fair for Sam to... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to take Sam's side. He's my favorite character. <laughs> I respect that. True that. I, th- I think it's fair for him to not... Um, oh, here's Oogluk. Yeah, Oogluk. That's also the sound you make when you drink it. <laughs> um, question. Oh, that looks uh, like Steens. Yeah. <laughs> What was your question, Mary? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I got distracted by the gross. <laughs> uh, why do the orcs and the Urukai have the same, like, skin, sort of? And, like, why is it like that? Yeah, racists. <laughs> like that? Uh, I mean, this, the whole skin... Uh, I mean, Urukai are a blend of orcs and wild men. Mm-hmm. Um, so they or, Saruman goblin uh, made men, that combination right? so they could travel without any uh, difficulty in daylight because yeah. orcs have trouble seeing and or <laughs> even enduring the feeling of sunlight on their skin. Um, so they are part orc, to be fair. Okay. But it, uh, but otherwise, like the disfigurement, the splotchy coloredness, etc., like all of that is part of the corruption that Morgoth wove into their nature now. After yeah, and yeah, they probably have such a high melanin content in their skin because that's what allows them to go 
and sunlight. And I mean, it, it, it's very varied, you know, like the orcs in Moria are like greenish, greenish white. Um, but yeah. here, you're right. It's probably part of the whole like able to endure the sunlight aspect. And the goblins, I mean, yeah, they're like, they should, that they should look like Gollum because they stay under the mountain. Yeah. It's a text saying, not going to lie, I don't remember where I read that. What I read wasn't saying Sam is morally wrong for distrusting him, just simply that he didn't recognize it for better or worse reason. I mean, Sam is just. It's part of his nature. He's loyal to Frodo to a fault. To a fault, yeah. That so, idly do the leaves of Lorien fall. After they break the fellowship, you know, Sam's just like, my number one and if not only priority is to make sure Frodo stays alive. Yeah, and I wouldn't, I mean, in that case, I wouldn't necessarily say that Schmeagel was, or Gollum was completely sincere, though. No, and yeah, that, absolutely. That Sam is necessarily morally wrong for distrusting him. I think he was in the right for distrusting him. Now, you know, did he mistreat Gollum? Definitely. He should have treated him with, uh, you know, a little more dignity. He shouldn't have treated him like a, I don't know, a house, a, a, I don't know how to treat house him. House elf? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, or like a, a stray cat or something that's trying to get off your wall and then throw a shoe at it, or your fence, throw a shoe at it or something. But, right. <laughs> um, he shouldn't have just treated him like a beast, but... When it comes to like distrusting him, I, I don't I don't put any fault on Sam there. Two eyes in God, two eyes in God. Yes. Remember we used to make jokes about what do your eyes? There it is. They're taking the hobbits to eyes in God. Yeah, I see. Like, why not just say, what do you see? <laughs> what do you have when I see? What's that supposed to mean, Aragorn? <laughs> yeah. Really well, remember, Aragorn's a geriatric. He's an octogenarian at this point. 87. He's been through a lot. Oh, I just reread what Andrew posted and realized he was saying Sam wasn't morally wrong. Okay, yeah. sorry, Andrew. I misinterpreted what your comment said. Stupid fat hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid fat hobbits. Silver insults. Wow, we've got some really good uh, Smeagol impersonators. <laughs> <laughs> Just so, um, off the heroin, boys. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I remember, actually, I think it was after Katrina that I saw these for the first time. Yeah. Was it, John yeah. Paul? So it was. It was while we were staying with John Paul's family after Katrina, and um, in New Orleans, like I don't know, like maybe I don't know percentages, but a ton of huge trees came down in <sighs> Katrina. And that was one of yeah. the. That was one of the big, like, kind of tragic changes to the landscape. Was the fact that suddenly, you know, all these you know really old, really gorgeous trees were gone. So when and we're the watching, this, took their revenge. The, yeah. Okay. Can someone help me understand the uh, the birth of these things? What are they? Out of a hole in the ground. There's there's orc and then there's orc Yes. Uh, so orcs 
Yeah, corruption of elves. Urukai are a corruption of a corruption. They are the combination of these guys, wild men, and uh, orcs. I thought I thought they were goblin men and uh, wild men. Uh, oh, coffee. Wait, what was Is that? Is that what they're explaining right now? I think they did that. They do at some point. Yeah, they did it in the. Uh, Mm. Fellowship. I think Gandalf is telling Elrond about the new force that Saruman was creating. Yeah. So these are wild men. So the Urukai are a blend of these guys and orcs. Correct. Yeah. Interesting. So how how do, how does yeah so that never <laughs> explained? Thank goodness. <laughs> Thank goodness they never covered that yeah. one. <laughs> So is it different in the movie or than the books? Like what is the blend, whole what? digging them out of pits in the ground? No, no, because in the movie they say orcs and goblin men. Oh. I wonder if they changed it. I have no explanation for that. He's well. He's breeding. They say okay. Gandalf mentions Saruman breeding the Uruks to possess the traits of orcs and goblin men. Hmm. So I don't even know. I, I thought I, I understood this. Now I'm more confused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> oh shoot! I I like stopped listening for a second because I have this problem whenever there's a scene with like mothers and kids that I'm just like. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah. True that. Can't deal with it. Um, we we're all saying so. Like, why are they pulling the orakai out of the mountain if they're this? Hey, look at Doctor McCoy. I think that was just Peter Jackson's way to try and explain how Saruman did it without trying to get bogged down and even yeah. nastiness. It's just funny that you say it's how he tried to explain how he did it. He didn't explain anything. I mean, magic. <laughs> I mean, you just throw magic out as an explanation and roll it. (laughs) But. Look, Lucy makes her debut. Hello. Hello, Lucy. Hi, Lucy. (laughs) That's Eric. Hello. That's JP. (laughs) Hi there. Wow. Uh, when you put your finger near the screen, they wave at you. It's crazy. Magic. We're watching Lord of the Rings together, which you can't watch because it will um, turn you into an orc. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's Eowyn, though. She's a good character. So wait, what's that's, the that's a bloody face right there? They're brother and sister, right? Aowen yes. and Aowen. So then, yeah. who's Theodred? Theodred yeah, is their cousin, the actual and son. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this guy! <laughs> hey, look, it's it's Captain's. <clears throat> yeah, he's been oh, in a lot God. of stuff. He was in the Chronicles of Riddick. I can't think of his name though. Is it Captain Smith in Titanic? From Pocahontas? No, no. My cousin? 
I can't remember the captain's name either, but oh. yes. yeah. that is him. That is him, yeah. But I and can't Brad Dourif without eyebrows. He will go down. So unsettling. I never realized he didn't have eyebrows. That's a. So Whoopi yeah. Goldberg. I can't see that now that you pointed it out. Like, I don't know how they did it or why they did it, but they, they got it. It's very unsettling. Don't yeah. like it. It's like uh, the Satan portrayal in The Passion. Yeah. Put her in this way. So Theodred is the son of the king, and they are the niece and nephew of the king. Is yeah. that yes. their <laughs> parents were killed by orcs, and so Theoden uh, took them in. Warmongering. <laughs> so, how about some the theme of possession here with uh, Grima and Saruman possessing, you know, Theoden? Yeah. Seriously. Terrifying. Right, what's going on yeah. here? Oh my gosh. I've got an awful wall. And I think Dang it. Dang uh it, Grima. Worm Tongue's Grima Worm actor has one of the cooler names, Brad Dorf. <laughs> that is kinda cool. <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to use that in the campaign for some, yeah, some yeah. random NPC. Brad Dorf. So I don't know if y'all the first place i remember seeing brad dorf was in x-files he was in the first season of that well maybe the second season of x-files and he, he does and he does a really good job acting in that he plays a guy with multiple personality kind of thing or he can he uh he plays a psychic that can kind of uh get into victims heads and say like what they're feeling and stuff mm. So he's typecast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he helps him track down a serial killer. Mm. But he is a serial killer also. So, you know. Two wrongs. Just, what yeah. twist. <laughs> what twist. <laughs> Spoilers. Gotta feel bad for Gimli here. They oh, Brad Dourif like, yeah. is the original <laughs> Chucky. Says, uh... Oh, yeah. He was. Francis, say butt twist. <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. Butt twist. One of the this scene in Rohan for three days straight, but we can only run for eight hours at a time. In minor in uh in what's it called? In the born identity, he can run at that speed for. Four hours before his hands go numb or whatever. <laughs> Do you uh, remember tech, how tech. they? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Remember how they find the entrance to Rivendell? It begins like that, a little, like a little shallow valley that they go down, and it yeah eventually widens. Broadens, That's, yeah. I always thought that was a cool secret entrance. Yeah. Mm. Or is it from the Hobbit where they go down into the rock and then somehow end up in Rivendell in the, from the middle of a field? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to go into that. <laughs> These are Rustabel rabbits. <laughs> so text says someone uh, someone tried to convince me otherwise, but I absolutely hate Theoden. I seriously is the worst protagonist in the three movies. Whoa! <laughs> Hating Theoden. Yeah. 
Strong words. <laughs> I like how he's dirt. I like text always gives us a hot take. I love that. <laughs> I mean, Theoden is. Oh. Brad Dorf was the voice of Chucky? Yep. You know what Texas is saying? Voice, like all, there's like this conversation here between three orcs and Andy Circus. Want that one. It's really hot. It's really hot. Here, I'm going to bring out some when they cool down. <laughs> Tostitos don't ever. You see that, right? Yeah, okay. But no, Theoden is totally not the worst protagonist. Theoden is kind of, uh, Tolkien loves his whole uh, contrasting characters. And Theoden is kind of this uh, contrasting ruler with Denethor later yeah. on, mm-hmm. that you'll see, where both of them ha- are facing the same choice or evil. And whereas Theoden eventually chooses hope, right, and to resist the darkness, Denethor gives in to despair. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, it both... takes a while for Theoden to actually get to that point, but he makes but that decision. They're both exercised by Gandalf, too. Or he tries to. Yeah. yeah. Denethor eventually. The fire, like, he dumps him into the fire. Well, in the movie. I don't know about the... I forget yeah. the book. I mean, in the, in the book, uh, Denethor burns himself at the stake because he... That happens won't. to you, although he just jumps off the... Yeah. yeah, and then he jumps off the edge, but... Yeah, and that was a serious, long amount of running that he would have done while on fire. Yeah. But it's like and a half a mile. Would have been able to make that. Yeah. I'm sure that was green screened. <laughs> like, there's no way. Stop, just... drop, and roll. <laughs> no, they didn't have that in Gondor. Oh yeah. <laughs> to get to the the place where the tree of Gondor was, he had to like uh, where all the tombs were was a whole different part of the yeah. area. Yeah. I mean, that's like some mountain pathways he had to run through while on fire. <laughs> the logistics of that scene just don't add up. You're right. <laughs> yeah. I want it. That'd be a fun um, behind the scenes. Like he's uh, uh, burning on fire. Uh, you know, trying to... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get some water? This is seriously far away to go. <laughs> I think one of the best like little bits of trivia for this scene with the Riders of Rohan, though, is that almost all of them are women in oh, prosthetic beards. Really? <laughs> really? Wow. Yep. And you that said was it was a sexist movie, Mary. I know, right? <laughs> Look at them empowering women all day long. Empowering women That's by it. dressing them up as men? Yeah, you're right. Never mind. <laughs> but it's also ironic because, you know, that's the whole thing with Eowyn is... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that is... Oh, that is coincidental. I like how how they did an, a normal cavalry, um, cavalry move where they circle the enemy and surround the enemy. It just yeah. seems kind of rude. Like, they drew attention to themselves. They were like, hey, guys, help! All right, they didn't say help, but they didn't say hey, guys, either. I mean, to be fair, Aomer just got exiled and is a rebel, so he's looking for trouble. He's looking for an excuse. A little low on trust. Yeah. 
always I always thought this part was kind of like, wow, that that escalated quickly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just like, give me your name, I'll give you mine. I'll cut off your head. No, you won't. <laughs> Whoa, settle <laughs> <laughs> down. They're already friends. It, wasn't it in the book that it, there was a little bit more of that conversation than oh, just yeah. that? Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, he reveals himself as the king, like the heir of Isildur, and they're all like, "What? Yeah, what this fairy tale world we live in." <laughs> Can't do that if you don't have your sword. Yeah. Bad, bad packing. I'm looking at some of these women beard people. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I can kind of see. Ditto. It's just one of those things where if you didn't know, you wouldn't you wouldn't look. These right. New Zealand women are pretty easily transformed into men. Hold on, buddy. Okay, I just read Andrew's comment. All of that is Theoden in the movie, not yeah. Theoden in the book. Like book Theoden did not resist to did not like deny Gondor help originally. He just said, "Hey, we need more time to gather our full strength if you really want us to help." And then That's it wasn't true, until. I don't remember what swayed him that made him like, okay, we're just going to take what we got and go. Uh, and they showed up at the perfect time. But like, he was willing to help them. He just needed to regroup his soldiers because they had just fought a massive battle. Mm. Um, in the movie, he Gandalf, is a little whiny. Wasn't it Gandalf that sent him to Helm's Deep? Like, he rode off and was like, go to Helm's Deep, I'll meet you uh-huh. there. Yeah, in the, yeah. In the book, that's yeah. what he did. He sent him to Helm's Deep to hold out as long as he could while he collected the other uh, strikers. Yeah, it's not Amr, but the others. Yeah. Um, the people who had been raided. Right. They were, they were regrouping. So, did y'all read Texas Argument? Yeah, that's what we're yeah. reviewing right now. That, that the movie, he is movie a thing. tiny little. Yeah. Yeah, but and I think I think they do a lot of these changes, like even with Faramir, etc., to try and give them more of a journey as characters you know where they give them a starting point and then try and get them to where uh like theoden rides to minas tirith rallies his whole host and bails out gondor you know yeah oh and he asked uh but he asked a good question who is the worst protagonist um if not him worst and let's say maybe in the movies Specify in the movies. Faramir. In the movies. They do mm. a really bad job. How much of a jerk he is. I mean, but that but that's what's so annoying and why it's my second fatal flaw, because Faramir in the books is like the best one of the best characters. Yeah. They the movies just destroy him. But I I would put Faramir in the mo- movie Faramir is worse than movie Theoden. Because Theoden mm-hmm. at the very best is do at the very worst is doing what he thinks is best for his people. Mm-hmm. I say the worst protagonist is the old dude that shoots the arrow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that starts him deep. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pew. I don't consider him the worst. He hit with that. That's the worst. He did. Yeah, yeah he, got a pre- he got a. He rolled a nat twenty on that. Like, that's <laughs> it, was, it was a headshot. It was like boom. <laughs> but whoa. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, Denethor is pretty bad, but he's more of an antagonist. Yeah, he's not a protagonist. Yeah, yeah I would a... definitely not consider him a protagonist. If we're doing that, then Saruman's the worst protagonist. <laughs> well, not Sauron. <laughs> and by what do you mean by worse? Is it like like oh man, they're really good bad guy, or oh, but man, I think you the have to. I think just in general, you have to take in uh, the characters where they start. Sure, Theoden doesn't come from a great place, but he ends up being a hero you know mm-hmm. yeah which is kind of the same thing with pippin right like he causes all this trouble in fellowship and in the end like yeah. they'd be completely doomed without pippin you know mm-hmm. heck even when he makes that mistake in return of the king later and looks into the palantir it's like oh well that turned out to be yeah. beneficial for us god <laughs> rides straight with crooked lines or at least right. Gandalf does, right? <laughs> yeah. Mmm, <laughs> Fangorn looks so cool. I love how you're walking on roots because it's so overgrown. Mm. Uh, uh, Tex says Faramir's doing what he thinks is best, but figures it out a heck of a lot quicker than Theoden. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I would venture to say no. He's not doing what he thinks is best. He's doing what his what he thinks his father wants him to do. Yeah, and but I think fair, he knows fair, that yeah. he shouldn't be bringing Frodo and Sam to Gondor. But he's like, no, I want to. In the movie, in the movie, he's too driven by his desire to please his father and be what what he felt Boromir always was. That he was denying in himself what he knew was the right thing to do. Whereas Theoden is really like, no, this is what my I need to keep my people safe. Can I really go and risk my people's life to help Gondor? Where were they in Helm's Deep? You know, like he's actually thinking of his people. Mm-hmm. So, why is Faramir so bad in the movies? It's just that he's not as good as he could have been. Well, okay, yeah. Part of it is because of how awesome he was in the book that the fall is just, the gap is just huge. Um, but I mean, he's not listening to Frodo and Sam. He immediately assumes, like he he fall, becomes what Boromir kind of was, like, oh, I'm gonna take the ring and use it for Gondor's success, right? Kind of thing. But so in the it's movie, a- it's not like he's the worst person in the movie. But when you see where he was in the book and how bad they made him, it's probably the biggest gap of any character in my mind. Mm. I would kind of almost argue. Boromir's fall is still worse than Theoden and Faramir in that regard. Oh yeah, Boromir's fall. Yeah, but that's because for you have to consider like Theoden. I mean, yeah, he's making a selfish choice when he's trying, or what seems like a selfish choice when he's trying to preserve his people. But Boromir tried to take the ring after everybody told him just how evil this thing is. Yeah. Like, Faramir wasn't there for the, the Council of Elrond, etc. So he has only kind of a vague inkling of yeah, just how bad the ring is. That. Yeah, but Faramir also didn't have to travel that long right. next to the temptation. Being around it, yeah. yeah. And Boromir's redemption was better than Faramir's redemption. That's true. Mm. Well, Faramir didn't need a lot of redemption. I don't know, in the movie he needed some redemption. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in the end, Faramir does just let Frodo go. Like, nobody forced him to get away, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, in the book, he, like, helps them. He brings them yeah. to a further place and gives them supplies. And, and he's yeah. just such a great character. He's so wise. 
it shows, I mean, shows what Faramir really does in trying to retake Osgiliath. Wait, what? Yeah. Took some serious cojones. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> I mean, just out of, you know, honoring thy father and mother. Yeah. They're, they're lobbing yeah, heads at him. Faramir <laughs> is definitely a completely different person in The Return of the King than he is in The Two Towers. Where in The Return of the King, it's closer to what he's like in the book, but they just... I, I can't get. I can't forgive them for what they do to his character in the Two Towers. <laughs> Andrew says, "I would agree if Theoden had changed from Two Towers to Return of the King, but he doesn't change like ever until he dies. Then he's fine." Well, I mean, yeah, he is pretty cool when he dies. I mean, he is pretty cool when he dies, but I mean when. <laughs> The beacons are lit, which also a great scene. Just side note. Yeah. So I cool. mean, he answers that call. He's just doesn't fight. He just says, Gondor calls the maid. Rohan will answer. Rohan will answer. Yeah. So I, you could argue that's a change from his kind of isolationism in the two towers. Which is interesting historically, because even though Rohan, you know, would be like the location of you know spain or france both historically and geographically um you know those guys never had a chance to not fight yeah yeah i mean the spanish had their civil war but you know whatever but also in the book like if you go in the book the history of the book gondor and rohan were always helping each other so the the thought that Theoden didn't want to help Gondor is really so contrived in the movie because that, that thought never would have entered into the King of Rohan's mind. That was, it was like they were a combined people, <laughs> almost. Like they, they, they were each other's closest allies, which, which makes the, um, the movie Theoden much worse. But, you know, it's all good. We can forgive him for that one. Maybe not for making Schmeagol eat a worm. That's a little nasty. Yeah, he did do a little waterboarding, Faramir. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Eat the Lambus. Yep, eats the Eucharist and uh, unworthily. Yeah, and thanks for throwing the Eucharist on the ground, people. Yeah, seriously. Come on, Frodo. <laughs> <laughs> Not cool. <clears throat> <laughs> yep, pretty much. So, um, oh, we got more from Andrew, too. Well, it's starting to get close to time where I need to go do my errands. So I'm going to hop out for a little bit, guys, and then I'll be back and maybe an hour or so ish. Yeah. We will okay. miss you. I know. I'll, I'll be back as soon as I can. Cause I love Lord of the Rings. And now that I can watch the extended edition, it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> how, so. how long were we missing Cody and Mary? I know. Where they? <laughs> oh, hey. We're here. We, we just muted and we're, we're getting a bunch of stuff done right now. Kids are screaming about <laughs> being hungry or something. I don't know. Hungry? Kids? Like we're supposed to feed them? <laughs> I, I I don't understand. I'm gonna have to sign off. 
to. I have work in like now. So <laughs> oh, I started something. I'm sorry. No yeah. worries. It's a domino effect. <laughs> all right. I'll be I'll be back as soon as I can though. So all right. Have fun, guys. All right. See you, bro. See you, bye. See you, JP. Thanks for joining us, brother. Thanks, JP. You bet. It's good to be here. I've enjoyed all of it. Uh hopefully I'll join if I can, if work allows. I'll stay. I'll Please. stay connected just so I can just pop back on, but I'll just have my video and stuff That'll muted. Work. So, cool. yeah. Okay, bye. bye. <laughs> okay, bye. Yeah, JP. It was nice meeting join you. Join us again if you can, brother. Will do. We'll be doing this for a while. Y'all. Enjoy the rest of the time. <laughs> Don't make it back. Next eight to nine hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're almost to the midway point. We're getting there. So, what was the name of this? Doggerland battle, the Dead Marshes. No, the battle that took place at the Black Gate before. His... Uh, no, uh, like Dogger Doggerland is the um, Armageddon of the Middle Earth. Uh, Dogger, yeah, 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 Battle of Battles. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I don't remember what this one is called. Yeah, I thought it had Doggerland in there, but it was something had a prefix or something. Ah, uh, freaky white egg eyes. Uh, <laughs> talk to y'all later. Bye, JP. Bye, JP. Bye, JP. So I'm reading Andrew's comment, and you know, I will. Not, if, we're, if we're taking the books out of it, I will agree with you, Andrew, that Theoden's character is pretty annoying. Uh, I think it. I don't know. I feel like it's almost. Like, it makes more sense, I guess, kind of for him to act the way he does. Kind of like you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Like, his small changes are bigger for him because he is who he is. Like, he's the king. He's been doing this. He's been acting a way his whole life. So for him to make a smaller change, like to be open to helping Gondor, is a huge feat for him. I know that's, you know, a justification. But uh, if we're taking the books out of it, then, yeah, your argument, I would give your argument more weight. Yeah. That movie Thaden is is pretty annoying. One of the things I, I would love, call him a coward, but he's pretty annoying. One of the things I love about Theoden's character that you get to see in the extended versions is uh, when Amor is questioning him about his age. Oh yeah, and you know Theoden talks about how he or Aragorn, I guess, talks about how he rode into battle with Thingol. Theoden's father. Yeah. And it gives you such a good um it gives you a good sense of how long Aragorn's been around. Yeah. And that also kind of uh belies the uh that get overcomes the way they're trying to minimize uh Aragorn's life up to this point that he uh he had been pretty much knowing his destiny all along because he was going into battle, you know, leading armies. Yeah. For 80 some odd years. <laughs> you also, Andrew, got to give Thaden some credit on the ride out of Helm's Deep, how he he does listen to Aragorn and sees the faults in his way. And instead of giving up hope, rides to his supposed death bravely but that could have also been mixed with a little despair too 
in the way the movie presents it, it was a heroic thing. Yeah. But it could have also been a suicidal thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, to take... no, let's give him some credit here. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. He's... <laughs> to, it's kind of like when they, you know, they take their Praetorian guard and ride out in the battle and are consumed by the enemy instead yeah. of surrendering. I need to be quiet or Seppi woke up and it's way too early for his nap to wait to end. Yeah, we could, we should have we should have you should have done this over here, Joseph and um Seppi could have napped over here. It would have been harder to both for both of us to watch because the sound would have been tough. Yeah. I thought about that. So the scream of the fell beast that he's riding. Yeah. He Cool. There's a trivia question, but Maria's here not playing, so I guess <laughs> um, the uh you know who gave that scream? Mm-hmm. Do you know Cody? It's, no. it's a woman actually, which is kind of awkward. It's uh Fran Walsh who did a lot of the um dialogue and songs and Well, you got to give time for people on the, the thing to answer. Oh, I don't think oh, that was really a Put it as a uh, gotcha. It wasn't so, a formal. question. Fail beast. Uh, what's the difference in a fail beast and a dragon? Somebody asked that question? No, I'm asking. That would be a good oh. question for Eric. Hey, Trisha. Welcome <laughs> to our marathon. <laughs> what kind of- <laughs> an exasperated one i'm burping a baby <laughs> and i have spit up on me because i have no burp cloth because my wife took it away Ooh. you know the fell beast thing you see him um in symmetry with the uh eagles i wonder if they weren't um created by sauron by eagle you know miss possible the manipulation of the eagles right yeah or some other giant bird or something. So it's not a dragon. <laughs> no, it's a flying snake. <laughs> a winged snake. Oh, I'm snake. see him again. Let me look up a picture. Because I know that, the, okay, I am not the person to give this full answer. We need someone more D&D-y than I am. But I what know there are requirements for what makes like a worm versus a dragon versus, uh, what a was that? Drake. A drake. So it's like I wonder where the I want to see where these fit in. What, Scott, check out the bestiary. Oh yeah, come on, man. That's, That's why you have an idea. The bestiary. <laughs> Let's see here. Okay, I'll see if they have an entry for fell beast. Seems unlikely, but. Oh, so many pages. Okay, I found the eagles. Let's see here. How do they know that Saruman's there or think that Saruman's there? Uh, I think he translated the trees. Here's one reason why they're not dragons. Dragons, don't dragons have arms and legs and then they have wings? That's why I'm asking. Fell beast head arms and legs. They just have legs and wings. Uh, ah. 
On your belly shall you crawl. Yeah. So it makes them more akin to eagles of like the feet and the wings. Just thought. Uh, where does the where do the F start? Oh here we go. <laughs> There's nothing um, for Phil B. The whole like Gandalf taking over the white thing, the white he says I am Saruman. As if like that is this is what Saruman was meant to be. He just said that, yeah. As he should have been. So what does that represent like in like salvation history terms? I don't know. That's Adam should have been. I guess in like Mary is like Eve as she should have been. Yeah. What's the question? I was saying that I... line about I'm Saruman as he should have been. Kind of what does that symbolize in salvation history? Christ being the kings as they should have been. Yeah. yeah. And I was saying like, Mary being it's Eve. It's a recurring thing, yeah. The new Eve. <sighs> Give me one second. I'll take that. It's been I love that wow. note that Gandalf has going on there. There's an awesome turtle island called Fastitokalon. I don't know, it's up to you. It's in the lore of the hobbits. A vast turtle fish. So here's the entry on Fire Drakes. Um, Man, why am I all fuzzy? Yeah, why are you fuzzy? Here we go. Um, of all the creatures bred by Morgoth, the dark enemy, and all the ages of his power, the evil reptiles that were called dragons were feared the most. Uh, there were many breeds of these beings. The most deadly were those that vomited leaping flames from their foul bellies. These were called fire drakes. And then they go on to the dragon. So the drakes were all the reptile beasts that were manipulated um, and bred by Morgoth. And only one subgroup of them, the fire drakes, breathed fire. So I would say that my guess is that the fell beasts were just another branch of the reptiles uh, bred by Morgoth. I love the how the dwarves um, combated the dragons. That in the somewhere lane, they had those dwarf masks that allowed them to resist the spells of the dragons and like fall into fear. It's just such a cool little thing he adds, like the masks of the dwarves. There are these like caricature faces, and they're supposed to intimidate the enemy. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, um, heads up, because of his awesome participation in our comment thread, uh, we have invited Tex to join us live uh, on the recordings here. Uh, So um, he will be joining us in a few moments. I just sent him the email uh, with a link. So uh, he'll be joining us soon. Hey, so I found entry for Neeker Breakers. Neeker breakers in the foul midgewater marshes in northern Eriador, there live vast numbers of blood sucking insects. Among them were some noisy creatures akin to crickets that were named Neeker breakers by the hobbits. Well, that's Cowboys. interesting. They may 
awful repetitious din. Um, neek breek, neek breek. Admit. Hello, welcome, Tex. Hello, hello. Oh, hold on, let me get my video going here. Hey, hey, hey. Looking good, bro. Oh, thank you, thank you. What's going? Oh, it's going well. It's going well. I'm glad to uh, glad to be part of the of the show here. Yeah, well, thanks for joining us. You were giving some awesome uh, participation on the comments. Great questions. Great input. So. Figured, hey, it's a great idea to invite him to go ahead and join us. Oh, right. Do you prefer text or Andrew? Because I don't know you. Uh, I'll, 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 you. You know what? Honestly, just for simplicity's sake, we can just stick to text. Cause, okay. Uh, okay. I, go, I, go, I, go, I honestly go by either one. Okay. Um, Where did text, text come from? Text is because I, I, I grew up in Texas, and when I went to Franciscan, I showed up in, uh, in cowboy boots, and <laughs> it kind of stuck. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much that's that's it right there. And uh, I met Cody through a friend uh, named Thomas, who I went to I went to college with. So he only knows Thomas only knows me as Tex. So yeah, I was in kind of Cody and and their whole group. Uh, when I moved to New Orleans, uh, I moved met all them, and I was just introduced to Tex. Kind of it keeps going. So nice. <laughs> All right, real quick, an update of where we are in the movie. We are at 58 minutes and 37 seconds, 38 seconds, 39 seconds. So uh, for those of you who are watching with us, we are watching The Two Towers, uh, the second movie in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Uh, and uh, like I said, we are at 50, <laughs> right at 59 minutes. Mary and Pippin are being carried by Treebeard. Yes, Treebeard. Who is uh? Somebody commented yesterday. Kenny said that that's his favorite character in all the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> He's pretty cool. He is I pretty love cool. the backstory yeah. of, of the Ents, um, as the shepherds of the forest. So let me before I go into that, let me look up my uh, Valar names because I get them mixed up. Well, Tom Tom Bombadil and Treebeard are pretty similar in that they're the ancient ones. So I was, I'm just now, I was always scared to start the Lord of the Rings because I'm, I'm, I like reading, but it's very hard for me to get, once I get into a story, then it's great, but it's kind of hard for me to start. So I just actually started for the first time reading Lord of the Rings. Was Treebeard a bigger part in the, in the book than in the movie? Um, it's it's about the consider, same. What do you consider a bigger part? Because he did play, and I, I thought he played a pretty big part. He does play a pretty big part. He, he, I'm talking about uh, mainly, I guess, I'm comparing book narrative time to screen time. Um, his screen, he plays a big part for a relatively small screen time role. Um, yeah. He, I that's, that's he comes in more in the third movie, or in the third book than he does in the third movie, for sure. Uh, like, he's the guardian of Isengard. Uh, mm-hmm. While they're off doing the rest of their stuff after they've kind of conquered Isengard. He's left there to watch Saruman. Uh, so he plays a, a little bit more of a role with that, but other than that, no, it's pretty similar. They give him a okay. pretty fair, fair role. I, uh, <laughs> uh, the, uh, the Pinterest boards on Middle Earth are hilarious because it basically just, you know, it has uh, uh, interactions between Lewis and Tolkien, 
but as if they were posting on like social media. Nice. He's like, so he's like, so Lewis is saying, Hey, Tolkien, you know, I, uh, I put you into my story. You're the one that created uh, this, you know, this wardrobe in order to get into this magical world. Like, Oh, Hey, I included you too. I put you as a big old tree that takes forever to get to the point. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, so some backstory for the Ents, because I think it's pretty cool. I got my names down now. So, uh, Owe, Owe, am I saying that right, Scott? Owe, one uh, Is that Mwe or whatever? Owe, the Owe, the Smith Valar, the one okay. who created the dwarves. I think it's Owe, Owe. It's pronounced A-U-L-E with the stuff over the E, but I don't know how to pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, the train uh, at the top. So he created the dwarves um, really ag- um, with, against the will of Ilavata. He wanted, he, he wanted so badly to share in the joy of being alive with something because the elves had not yet been awakened. So he creates the dwarves um, and kind of keeps them secret. And then, but obviously Ilavata being God finds out and... Uh, tell like essentially tells him like why why did you do this only i'm supposed to be able to create like you do not you don't know what you're doing by now you need to hold these things in being like i am holding you all in being and you don't have the capacity to do that so he like repents and is about to destroy his creation he's like no 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 i will adopt these creatures as my children the dwarves that is um but they cannot be alive before my firstborn, before the elves come alive. So he had to like quiet, he had to like put them to sleep until the elves were born. But uh, Yavanna, the one, the Valar yeah. of like the life and the green and the forests and everything, like who gave life to everything. Yeah. Um, she kind of like the guy. Ulwe um, kind of had this conversation where Ulwe was saying uh, how like his his creation the dwarves would be you know they'd exist in middle earth but they would uh they would use yavana's trees and like they would cut them down and they would destroy the tree her trees and yavana was uh very upset about that so she goes to Ma- manwe who talks to ilavata and all that stuff um saying like hey this is this is my creation my trees how come they just get kind of like play second fiddle to these dwarves and how come they are abused? My creation is abused and used by the dwarves. And he's like, well, because, you know, you you came and pleaded with me, I will allow you to create the shepherds of the forest to protect your trees. And that's where they the idea of the Ents come in. The Ents are the protection of the forests against the other creation. Uh, and the elves are the ones who woke up the Ents, the original um eldar they would sing and speak to the trees to wake them up so they were like they are at the very beginning and have all this history built into them and they're just so such a cool cool creation so yes, were they Christian. really thinking that they could just uh fall, fall in with a giant army and uh blend right in to get straight to the right gate? That, that was their that was Frodo's big plan yeah, I mean, I think it was kind of like we're here for the whole. So the whole book, at least, 
Frodo really doesn't know what he doesn't have a plan. All he knows is what yeah. he's going to do next, kind of like he has his next step. So his plan, his step was okay, get to the Black Gate, and then either I will die trying, or something will work in a way so that I can make it in. So the all I can do is put myself in fate's hands and God's hands, and you know I'm at yeah. the Black Gate. This is what I'm supposed to do. Let me just go in and see what happens. And that's, that's a kind of, leap of faith. Yeah, that's the best he can do the whole book. And things just keep working in his favor that kind of push him a little bit in the right direction until he that next step is, you know, where he needs to go. But yeah, he, he did not have a plan with the Black Gate. He was just going to, they even talk about that in the book. Sam's like, what do you want to do, just knock? <laughs> like he was literally just there because he felt like that's where he was supposed to go. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to see what happens. Maybe I get caught captive. It's a good thing Gollum wanted to, you know, kill them because that's actually like seemingly the only way that they were actually going to get in. Yeah. Well, I think Gollum's, um, I'm not, I'm agreeing with you, but Gollum's also motivation. He, he was, would, it was worse for Gollum to imagine Sauron getting the ring than yeah. to think of Frodo and Sam having it. Like, he would have That's rather fair. Frodo... Well, he obviously would have rathered have it, but um, yeah. the absolute worst-case scenario, worse than even Frodo having it, was Sauron getting it. So, yeah. in that light, he was sincere in trying to protect him from the Black Gate because he knew that would just give it straight to Sauron. Eric says hi from the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why the, am I um, Maria? We're gonna have a trivia question about uh, you what know because the, there's the Ents and then the Heworns. Um, the Heworns are what take out the you know what take place uh, figure into the aftermath of the Battle of Helm's Deep. But that's there's a cool biblical and um, Shakespearean. Shakespearean basis for that. But we'll do that trivia question a little bit later. Okay, for some reason, I've been logged into Facebook this whole time as Maria and not me. So I am. You've been doing the trivia questions? No. That's how you got the trivia question. There we go. I was wondering. (laughs) No, uh, I logged in after she left. So no, she got her trivia questions fair and square. Let's see. I had it all set up nicely where I could see the comments on one side and us on the other, and then I had to go and make changes. There you go. I love the whole uh, how they get taller by drinking and yeah. wash yeah. and then they go back to the shire and like it's recorded in history as the tallest hobbits ever and mm-hmm. it's so cool yeah i've got a trivia question about coming up about who was the about height that doesn't involve gimli <laughs> but it's interesting how they uh at least in the movies they present the characteristic food for each of the races 
back to the shower. You know, like it's recorded in history as the tallest. Stop, stop. What's ever. happening? You got your volume. <laughs> up. No, it, I had it muted, but then I clicked something and it came back. Like each race has a trademark, um, you know, food or the hobbits have uh, old Toby, right? It's not really a food. Oh. But the elves have Limbos, the uh, Orakai have Ugluk, and, and then you have water <laughs> for the ants, the ant wash. Wait, did I miss it? Did y'all do the answer for the dwarf version of uh, Waybread? No, I haven't, haven't said, haven't, um, yeah. I guess I ought to do that, huh? You want, let's do that right now. Okay, Catholic nerds, trivia question number, no idea. <laughs> <laughs> number one for the two towers. Um, what is the dwarvish form of waybread? Um, the dwarvish form of limbus. You know, Tex, now that you're on the chat, you're not allowed to answer it because that's uh, I don't know the answer, so that's why oh, I was really? asking. Yeah, I don't know the answer. I was curious. <laughs> and I take it, I think it's interesting because I think it's Tolkien's, Tolkien kind of saying um, it's the Protestant form of the Eucharist. Hmm. Because yeah. it doesn't have the same kind of power. I mean, it's... Oh, it kind it's, of works, oh, oh it I see. It's Welch's grape juice. Welsh's grape juice. Yes, Welsh's grape juice. And is the Protestant, yeah. Although I guess that might have been blood. I don't know. Okay, Scott, you're calling Ugluk the drink name? I thought Ugluk uh, was the name of the orc in the book. I thought he I was, that was the, the name of that one that, uh, let me look that up. I could have sworn it was Ugluk. <laughs> yeah, the leader of the Orkai who were sent from Isengard to pursue the Fellowship of the Ring. His name is Ugluk in the book. Oh, yeah, you're right. I wonder if there is a name for the Orc Drop. Might just be called Orc Drop. <laughs> Could be. I mean, yeah. So, help me out. How are they growing taller? Who the ants? It wash. No, Pippin and Mary. Pippin and Mary. Oh. So they're drinking. They're drinking. Okay, in here it was in the movie. It was just like out of a stream, but in the book they're drinking what's called the ant. The uh, well, the ant wash is the river. I for, I forget what it might be called. The ant wash also the same. The water that they're drinking. I don't remember the name for it, but uh, it's this almost like magical kind of concoction that the ants create. Uh, that's essentially just water, but it feeds them as water feeds a tree. So when the humans drink it, you know, it makes them grow. <laughs> mm. there is a, apparently there is an elvish um, uh, drink that, uh, what does it say, is a restorative, removes pain from the limbs, called miravore, which sounds sacramental as well. But uh, so the answer to what is the dwarvish form of whey bread is cram. It's called cram. Like it doesn't taste as good, and you pretty much just cram it in your mouth. Yeah, nobody tried to answer that. So. Oh, cram. That's right. That's in The Hobbit. Yeah. 
Yeah. Let's talk about that in The Hobbit. That's right. I totally forgot about that. I just read that to my kids. And uh, yeah, I, I, I totally forgot about that. But yeah, it didn't taste good at all, but it you know did the job. It's better than Star yeah, Wars. It doesn't have yeah. the sweetness in it like uh, the Eucharistic Lambus does. So they just cram it in their mouth like. There's your favorite also, character. Uh, Cramming is about what I do with these pizza rolls. Have you ever had <laughs> pizza rolls? Or, ooh, cane sauce with pizza rolls. Let me tell you a secret. Pizza roll lasagna. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, pizza, layer of pizza rolls on the bottom. Better. Red sauce over do- top. Cheese on top of that. Another layer of pizza rolls. Red <laughs> sauce and cheese. I can't I'm gonna do oh. you one better. Pizza roll stuffed crust pizza roll pizza. Oh, it's like they're ducking. That sounds better than pizza roll lasagna. <laughs> okay, y'all are making me hungry. I'm gonna mute myself and go try to find something for late lunch. Y'all are <laughs> making me the time. opposite of hungry. Tea time is to three o'clock, so you're good. I do like what uh, Jim Gaffigan does with his uh, hot pocket. Cayente pocket. <laughs> they're like molten lava guy. on the outside oh, and man. frozen on the inside. Worm tongue is low key the creepiest villain. Low key is is low key the creepiest villain in the movie. Like. All the other ones are more menacing and scary, but he's just a creeper. Like, he's the creepiest, like, makes your skin crawl villain. Like, you don't want to mess with Scarron. You don't want to mess with Scarron. You don't want to mess with the orcs. But, like, warm tongue. It's like, yeah, Lee, could you, I need a shower just by looking at you. Like, And, I mean, his he's poetic, too. Yes, he's very, good. Like, he's still, very good at what he does. Still clinging to Winter's chin. A hutch to trammel some wild thing. Like he has some of the best creepily creepy lines, you know. But they're poetically I mean, creepy. If I were to if I were to com- connect it to uh, over to, to Harry Potter, he's basically Snape if Snape never you know went to Dumbledore. That's you know that's just what he is. Like he's, he's a, Snape and him are very similar characters, and I love Snape, but. You know, had Snape not gone to the other side and, and, and gone to Dumbledore at any point, Wormtongue is basically Snape. And there, there is, you know, whereas there's redemption for Snape, there is, right. there is none for Grima. No. The movies make it, I mean, he has, a, he has slightly, and by, by, you know, by better, I mean very, very slightly, slightly better redemption in the book than in the movie but not by not by a whole lot and that's from what I understand my, my, my wife told me all about the, the book and I actually think I read that one scene but that's about it what, what, hold on is um is this village like completely CGI like on that mountain or is was there a village on a mountain that they I remember they were scouting it out with a helicopter and they're like, oh my God, this is the perfect geological formation, you know, ringed by mountains, a hill in the middle of a valley. Um, 
I I think it is pretty much CG though. Yeah. I mean the um, the faraway scenes. Right. Right. The um the thing that makes me wonder because you know they talk about staying here to fight at one point. I'm like this seems like a terrible idea. You know, because you'd be surrounded, it'd be a siege. At least take your siege and Helm's Deep. Yeah. Um. Also, it it used to confuse me. Like this shouldn't confuse me. I just felt like in the movie they didn't explain it very much. So there's King Theoden. Then there's um, Gondor. Then king but has kind of like a Inathor. yeah he's the steward of gondor right like his um, throne's even next to the throne like he has a little chair put beside the throne of the king of gondor so what i guess what i'm wondering is like how are like why are there these separate kingdoms they don't really explain it just like you know the kingdom of it's like an italian geographically it's kind of like Italy and the Roman, you know, the remnants of the Roman Empire next to, you know, the Frankish or Spanish kingdom. I guess it what confused me was the fact that such a big deal is made out of is made of Aragorn being the lost king of Gondor. Almost as though like he's the only king. But yet there are these other kings. And I guess, like, when... Is there anything, like, in the Silmarillion about when it came about that there were other kingdoms in the land? or something? Okay, can I, can I speak to that a little yeah. bit? Okay, so the reason why... For, for starters, to answer your last question first, the reason why Gondor and the king of Gondor is so important, because that was the only race in Middle-earth now of the line of Numenor, which is, like, the, the men of the West, the... Um, almost like the perfected, like the better, the better, stronger men. They have their blood is mixed with elves. Um, so they had it's other kingdoms. Kind of like, like the Ubermensch Uber that, you yes. know, the Aryan <laughs> race the, from Hitler. Uh, but They, they had race. like the Easter Easterlings that we saw and the wild men, and they had their kingdoms and their kings, but they were kind of like, uh, I don't know, they, just weren't, they were evil and not all that good. Um, but Gondor, in when Gondor came to Middle-earth through Isildur and it was established and everything, um, well, it was Gondor and Arnor, uh, the two kingdoms of men. Uh, that was like, that was the race of the of Numenor in Middle-earth. So that was a big deal. Um, oh, wait, we're about to have comes in. off the white and take off his robes. Yeah. <laughs> you thought I was great. <laughs> Um, but where Rohan you comes have out, no oh, power here. you have no power here. Um, 500 years prior to this, when, like, oh, um, Gondor was kind of like falling apart slowly. Uh, Arnor, I think, at this point was long gone, it was divided into its three tribes, and they had kind of killed each other, and all that was left was the race of the rangers, pretty much. Uh, but Gondor was kind of falling apart, kind of like Israel fell apart after their kings started doing some bad stuff. Um, And they were fighting a battle and their leader was like trapped by orcs on all sides. And he was about, they were about to die. And then uh, Aeol, the young, who was the, became the first king of Rohan, 
led his people, his cavalry into battle uh, where Gondor had no idea they were coming and he saved the day and like just rode off these orcs and uh, essentially saved the king of Gondor. So to honor him, he gave him this land of Rohan and the Rittermark and made Mm -hmm. him an independent people and said, you know, you are your, you are the king of Rohan. Y'all are your own people now because you saved us you have earned this and that's how rohan started which is um that's why they're like kind of a separate culture from gondor cool and why they're called the aeolings because Aeol the young was the first king of rohan you know i don't know why everyone you know pays so much for you know hair hairstylists and everything all you gotta do is have gandalf hit you with a white stick and <laughs> boom right? the hair is colored it's yeah. you get a beard combed yeah, he's got blonde highlights. I mean, he, all he, you need he, to do is get that. He, 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 he <laughs> almost looks like an attractive old guy if he didn't ever open his mouth again. Like, I'm I sorry, really... look, y'all, I, I, I apologize ahead of time. I, I know he's better in the book, but I, this is the third time I've watched it in the quarantine, the, the extended edition. The first time was on my own, the second time was with Brooke. And each time it has gotten more and more like, oh my gosh, I hate Theoden, please shut up. You are clearly the biggest idiot on screen right now. <laughs> no matter what scene. Like, it is, I, I, I understand and, and accept that he's better in the book. But I just want to go ahead. Like, this could have been such a cool scene if it wasn't ruined with the rest of the movie. But why, why do you think it's ruined? Um... I kind of touched on this in Facebook, and of course my responses were delayed because of the delay in getting to this, the Facebook and everything, but basically, right, so Gandalf, Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas come on, come, come in, they basically save his kingdom, and then every time they give him a piece of advice, he's like, no, I know that you just saved my butt and I wouldn't actually be able to make a decision, but I think that you're all idiots and don't know what you're talking about. That's essentially cut and paste what happens throughout the rest of the two movies anytime a situation comes about. No, you need to go, you need to go ride against Saruman. No, I'm going to retreat to Helm's Deep. Okay, fine. If you're going to retreat to Helm's Deep, then I'm going to get you back up because you can't do this. Like, you don't understand. He's like, nah, Helm's Deep can, can withstand anything. And Gandalf's like, dude, bro, no. No, it can't. I'm telling you, it can't withstand it. It's like, no one has no one has breached Helm's Deep before. Evidently, clearly not realizing that he's in some sort of fantasy, because anytime you say someone never has breached something, a couple of scenes later they're going to breach it. That's that's just a rule. <laughs> like, that's a rule. Clearly, so he doesn't realize that it was written. Does not realize that he is in a fantasy epic. All right. So, then he's wrong. He's proven to be wrong, and is thankful. To uh, Gandalf, everyone for saving his butt because he made the wrong decision. Then proceeds for the rest of the entire Return of the King to do the same thing, except for when he said, "And Gondor will respond," or whatever he was. I'm paraphrasing, but like that's the only time. But even then, he's like, "No, he's he's running away." Like, like when I'm not going to spoil it. We'll talk about it when the scene comes about in Return of the King. But I have another gripe about Theoden and how he dealt with something in Return of the King. And it's just every time I see him on screen, he does something else that makes me scratch my head more. I'm like, dude, like, 
literally everyone disagrees with you. Oh, I'm the king. I'm the king of Rohan. You can't tell me what to do. I walked away at the, uh, the right time. You were dissing on Theoden again. I was. But this is the most awkward scene in the whole movie. Before people notice I have a chicken it, in my hands. <laughs> it, is, it is very awkward, but I also, I appreciate the raw emotion that's being shown. Like, I, I know that they're actors, but I straight up believe that that's her actual cousin that she's bear, bur, burying and realizes that her uncle now has no heir. Like, she is speaking through the moment, <laughs> the raw emotion that should be felt in this moment. Okay, so you say that, but then how do you hate Theoden so much when you see the suffering he has to overcome in these movies? Because uh, he doesn't show it nearly as much as Eowyn. <laughs> Like I, I feel a no no I and I'm, again I I will I I'm not I'm not scrolling on Theoden because I recognize he's probably better in the book I just you know with with this being said when he is upset about his son being buried it's like that and then like that's it with Eowyn like I don't I it 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 feels this feels like an actor saying his lines. Eowyn felt like this is an actual family member dying. The the emotion, the emotion, and that's not just because of the this quarantine and me watching it now three times. Even when I first saw it, I was like, "Well, I, I don't think did Eowyn sing in the in the theatrical cut, or is that extended?" That, well, that's the extended only. Okay, I thought because I didn't remember that until I saw it with. With Brooke, my, my my now wife, we were dating at the time when she showed me the extended. I'm like, I don't remember this. She's like, that that was added. I'm like, why wasn't that kept in? And I was like, no, I know why it's not kept in because you feel that better than than Thea did. Like, I don't believe she's actually crying. It's I don't feel it nearly as much as Aowen. Maybe it's because maybe it's I like. Man. <laughs> I mean, look. It, it could be. I, I, I'm. Uh, I'm very much into music. I, I, I sing a lot. I, I have a, my own music page and everything, and and all that. But like, and I do the the youth choir. So, for a lot of times, emotion will hit me more through a song, mm-hmm. whether it's an actual musical piece, like in 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 a in a in, like in a Disney movie, or whether it's something like this that is just like. Basically, acapella. Yeah, there's background music. It doesn't. The background music doesn't go with what she's singing, per se. Like it's not directly. It's not written yeah. line for line with it. Um, yeah. So whether it's that or that, I, I feel the emotion sometimes more through a song than through words. Yeah. But also, I just after so many times just seeing Faden just make the wrong decision, twenty-seven times in two movies, I I, I don't believe him. Yeah, that also might be a casting thing where Eowyn's a better actress than Theoden's actor. <laughs> oh, I, well, I mean, that's probably true because Eowyn, <laughs> I, I know this, she had a much better role in the book and she had nothing, but I still liked Eowyn in the movies despite the fact that her part was, you know, neutered. Um, yeah, I mean... I would say that they almost made her a little more, like Tolkien almost made her a little more whiny in the book. 
than okay. she is in the movie, but I, I, I think it's almost it's like a justifiable whiny. It's not like a bratty kind of thing. It's it's like you can't you had someone's had their foot on you your entire life kind of thing, and you just want to get out from under yeah. it. So I'm not like, you know, not trying to take her down because she's you know her character is very awesome. Um, I want to. I know this is a, a tangent to our tangent, but I want to give a shout out to whoever came up with the names in the book uh, in the movie because they definitely did their research. The two kids that are riding the horse and like fall off and everything. One of them's name is Frida or Freda or however you want to say it. Um, that the only place that name is mentioned is one of the past kings of Rohan in the book is Frida. So they took that little bit of history and used it as one of the kids' names as like, you know, oh, in Rohan, they might actually name their kid after one of the past kings. So it was, yeah, I, thought it, I thought it was really, really well thought, thought out for such a minor role. Yeah. Did y'all notice that uh, I was having, I was holding a chicken there for a while? Yes, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> we were too chicken to say something about it. <laughs> that chicken well, comes every was, day. Around this time, it's a baby chicken, but he gets out of the coop and comes up to the door basically because he knows I'll feed him around this time. Yeah, sorry, I was too amped up talking about how I don't like Theoden, so you know, it, it, I noticed yes. that there was an animal in your hands, but I couldn't stop. <laughs> tea time. Oh, tea time. Oh, yeah, it's three, That's what the almost three does. o'clock. The chicken comes. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Hey, I was I gonna say, or whatever. I like is that a Death okay, Star gonna... ice uh, mold? No, unfortunately, it's just a, 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 a sphere. Oh, um, so I was gonna say about the uh, the men of Westerness, the Numenorians versus the other men. Oh, you can kind of make a you can make a parallel with the sons of the Covenant. And the sons of Cain in Genesis. Um, not that they, when they bred together, they made, made Nephilim or anything like that, though. You know, there are there are giants and stuff. Did these we... um, stories, but Sethites, the descendants of Seth, you know, retained older life, longer lifespans. Uh, versus the Canaanites, which were more violent, uh, shorter lived, um, and you know those two races basically came together and led to the Great Flood. And you actually do have the island of Numenor is it collapses collapses into the sea and is flooded. So you have that uh, that Genesis Noah um, Sethites versus Canaanites. Um, analogy there and the more they interbreed the shorter their the lifespans of the dunadine become yeah because the original lifespan for the dunadine wasn't it like 500 years or something yeah something like that and 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 that's why aragorn's so rare is that he retains that lifespan yeah does he actually live to be close to 400 I forget. Let me here. I'll look it up. Uh, yeah, I, I thought I saw like he he lived to be about four hundred. 
Wait, and then Arwen died a couple hundred years later. Like, no, oh, it, it was two hundred ten years. Less than two hundred. He was like one eighty or something. Uh, two ten. Two ten. Okay. I was close. I only doubled it. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, and I want to say that the you know the lifespans gradually decreased thereafter. You know, basically uh, pointing towards modern day. Because yeah. this was all supposed to happen in the a long time ago in a galaxy right here. <laughs> yeah, this was, so the Lord of the Rings was he wrote the Lord of the Rings to act as like a British mythology. Mm-hmm. And it, it's actually a more ancient mythology than Arthurian legends. Like it leads up to Arthurian Arthurian legends. Yeah. And we live in the fourth age, which is the age of men. You'd think we'd be on the fifth age by now. <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's that's uh, when we all become mutants. And that's we get coronavirus, see... Scott. That's that's uh, when Ian McKellen comes back as Magneto. Oh yeah, <laughs> when he switches sides. <laughs> yeah. Let me see if I can oh, find a. Uh... He never switched sides. We just didn't agree with him this time. That's how he rolls. Here, let's, oh man. Not my trivia question. Gandalf the Green to Gandalf the White to Magneto the Red. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah, the flame of Andriel, the white and the red. There we go. There we go. See, it's all connected. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's all one mythos. I'm one hundred percent I'm one hundred percent planning this and not making it up as I go. Oh <laughs> uh, I Eowyn is intense. You have some skill with a blade. <laughs> <laughs> she says, I have a lot of skill with a blade. Shall we dance? Tell me, have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back to Batman, right? Uh, I, it always comes back to Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the Joker. Yeah, well, absolutely. You know, Batman, Joker, they're all interconnected there. And a Jack Nicholson if runs I, through it. If, if, look, if I, if I really, really want to, I will somehow uh, connect it to Greek mythology, which then brings about the Amazons, which is Wonder Woman, and then the Batman. So, see, it's I can connect anything to anything. <laughs> and Thor, I mean, Thor's basically just a Christ figure. Of course, that's Marvel. Yeah, well, we, we talk about the, we uh, the Chris Christ talk about that. figures <laughs> in, in depth on one podcast. So, um, I actually was going to because it was around the time that I graduated from Franciscan. I was going to do an entire, whatever the other thing that's not a thesis, I can't remember the word for it, but a presentation. Yeah, something like, um, they called it something else. Anyway, it was a presentation instead of an essay because I hate essays, but it didn't work with my schedule, so I ended up having to do the essay anyway. But I was going to do a presentation because at the time, The Dark Knight Rises had not come out yet. It was just Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. And I was going to point towards how the Dark Knight was actually um, 
a representation of the story of Christ because he begins his ministry. And then in order to fulfill the ministry, to bring it to its fruition, he has to die or go underground or be the bad guy, if you will, um, you know, in the, uh, in that sense, but that how the next one, and I predicted that it was going to be something like this even before, before, because of the last shot in the dark night, he goes up into the light. He, he, he's going up the, up the ramp, uh, into, into the, into the light. I'm like, ah, and then he rises in the third one. So I, I had predicted that before the movie even had, had a name officially. Um, yeah, he descends kind of, into the back cave like shale. I was, I was kind of correct. It it wasn't as powerful as it could have been, but it was still good. Um, I am not a Dark Knight Rises hater. Uh, um, like some people are. I'm like, y'all gotta, y'all gotta let that go. Like, there were some bad circumstances leading up to that movie. So, you know, I give them the benefit of the doubt. There. There's another. Um good uh, connection between good nerd movies with Raza Ghoul as Liam Neeson, you know, the father, Aslan, and Raza Ghoul, the son. And the Holy Spirit is Qui Gon Jinn. Oh no, he's the father in Clash of the Titans because he's Zeus. Zeus. The son is Aslan, and yeah, the Holy Spirit is Qui Gon Jinn. Mm, we're beginning to see the the length, the foundation of my number one fatal flaw in the movies. The Do it, explain the feud between Frodo and Sam is non-existent in the books. Really? That to me one fatal flaw. (laughs) Unforgivable in the movies that they put that in just for drama and they destroy such a beautiful relationship. Not destroy because, you know, they bring it back, but they tarnish such a beautiful relationship between Frodo and Sam. And I just, I don't know. Well, it, it's always seemed to me kind of weird that Sam is so kind of mean to Gollum. It seemed kind of out of character. No, he was always pretty mean to Gollum. But Frodo was more understandable, understanding of Sam's rudeness and meanness. Because um, he, he, like, he could relate to Gollum more, but at the same time, he also could relate to Sam not being able to relate to Gollum. <laughs> Where's the, oh, the movie, we're at 139, 47, 48, 49. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit of good comedy here, too. <laughs> it, it really is. Like, it's, 
It's like it's it, this scene is like a mini tragic tragic comedy. Yeah, one man show. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it really is. I mean, you got to give Andy Serkis credit for it. Uh, he he's able to portray the same character being split, and it makes sense that this character split because he's been in isolation for the better part of a millennium. You know, um, and I mean, yeah, this dude's close to a thousand years old. Yeah, close to a thousand. Closer to a thousand year old than you and I will ever see, but you know, like, he's, he's close to a thousand years old, and he had no one else to talk to. Of course, he's going to talk to himself, and it will—it completely makes sense that it has manifested like this. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I will say when I first saw this again, I had never read the books. I never heard of Lord of the Rings before these movies. Um, uh, uh, and in watching them, I was like, this is, he's so full of it. Like there's no way watching it more and more and reading more about it. Again, I haven't finished the book at all, but I've read more about the books. So I have a better understanding. It really helped understand that actually it helped understand every character, um, in this uh, in this story, that has a that has a, a struggle within himself, uh, not just Gollum, but but Gollum, Boromir, all those types. Uh, because you see, while actually this struggle is real, and they really are trying to do the good thing, and sometimes they fail, sometimes they recover, but it truly is a struggle. And much like a, a you know, to bring it to Catholic faith, much like our own sinful struggles, we're always struggling with the with what seems like the same sin, which is what tricks us into not going to confession, tricks us into not receiving the sacrament, uh, is because, oh, well, it's the same thing, so I must not actually be sorry. I'm not worthy because of this. And it really does speak to that, 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 that Catholic faith where, no, it's okay. Come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, I think that's what Got back now. So it's probably needed a lot more healing than just than just war, than or he needed more rest um, in that. I, I think we started losing you at the end of there. Yeah, um, I, I still it's been frozen. I'm um, really Text has been frozen for a while for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that. The Greek tragedy, the element of Greek tragedy is the hamartia, right? The tragic flaw. Uh, And each character really needs a tragic flaw. But what Tolkien's able to provide that the Greeks couldn't is is, uh, the Catholic understanding of redemption. Yeah. Yeah. I also kind of like how he works in, and you know, this is a little gloomy, but the fact that even though redemption is offered to everybody, not everybody accepts it. Right. Yeah. Like Gollum, it is all, redemption is offered to him and he is able to take it and he, he can't get over. And you know, Gollum, he's dealing with a lot, (laughs) but he, he fought, he, he can't get past his desire for the ring, even though like where he is now, he's on the path to redemption. So what, yeah. what Tex was saying with uh, Gollum 
being isolated so long. This is basically what happens to you in quarantine. <laughs> when quarantine's going on too long. Uh, Y'all haven't been talking to yourselves? <laughs> I, I have. Actually, I, I, this, this is a true story. About a month ago, um, we're all Brooke, part Brooke of your, the, we're all part we're all yeah. in your head right now. <laughs> yeah, pretty, I, I wouldn't doubt it. No, about a month ago, Brooke, Brooke, uh, my wife, uh, Brooke is a teacher, so she's still been doing online learning. And so I, uh, the what I was doing, I was bartending, so I, I basically been out of work the entire time, and that's just the bottom line. But um, so I've been taking care of the kids. So one morning I'm there and I'm going through my internal checklist in my head of what I need to do to get the kids getting ready, getting my oldest on, you know, online learning, getting the little ones set. And I'm actually saying this out loud and I didn't realize it, but I'm like, okay, so I got to do this. But first I got to make the coffee and then once I make the coffee, I'll make the breakfast. Then after the breakfast, I got to get them to do their chores. And I'm literally saying all this out loud. And Brooke is just staring at me from across the room and I'm like, and I realized what I did. I'm like, I don't even care. It keeps me organized. It keeps you keeps them off of you. So you know. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna try to switch to my laptop from my iPad to see if that helps with the freezing because I know I keep freezing in and out. So I'll be right back. That might be good for volume too. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Hey boys, y'all get bigger. Hey. What up? I'm gonna see if my light has finished charging. Hey. Movie Faramir, nowhere near as good as Book Faramir. Joseph, yes. When does your DVD end? I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming up. I think it's like right after this scene. That's that's what I was thinking. It's got to be soon. Um, we're oh. an hour and forty six minutes in for those uh, in twenty. Six twenty-seven for those. It who- literally just ended. Oh, all right. <laughs> oh, the the section ended. Yeah. So pause. All right, so we're taking a pause. Let's see. All right, Scott. Yes. Trivia questions. Okay. Trivia question. Well, I don't even, what number are we on? 11 or something? Dude, I don't even know. All right. Uh, so just mentioned Aslan, uh, J.R.R. Tolkien, along with G.K. Chesterton, helped convert which other, um, which other author from atheism to Christianity? Name this author of the Screw Tape Letters and a series of children's books featuring the lion, Aslan. Ah, J.R.R. Tolkien, along with G.K. Chesterton, helped convert which other author from atheism to Christianity? Name this author of the Screw Tape Letters and a series of children's books featuring the uh, not a tame lion, Aslan. Well, just why don't you tell him the answer, Scott? Just kidding. <laughs> we don't have anybody guess how this works. <laughs> Tech should stay off for now so he can guess. <laughs> I'm back! Uh, Yay! All right. <clears throat> 
Excuse me. I'm also going to go to the bathroom while we're paused. All right. For all those who are uh, joining in with us, uh, be sure to uh, like, comment, share uh, this video uh, with your friends and family on your Facebook. Uh, we are at a stopping point right now in the two towers. Uh, the DVD change for our DVD viewers. Uh, and it's uh, we're at... One hour, 46 minutes, and uh, 32 seconds. So, get yourself in order, and uh, we'll start back up in just a moment. Uh, meanwhile, the trivia question is, who is the uh, author that C.S. Lu? No. Oh! <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ten seven. <laughs> ten seven. Ah, somebody's <laughs> really bad at this. Scott, uh, Cody. Who who let Cody ask the question? Right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> daggum. Yeah. Look, if I yeah. would have known that was going on, I could have told y'all, no, Cody's going to ruin it. <laughs> hey, well, if, if, for anybody else's defense, it, it, it nobody knew I was going to say it. So, uh <laughs> Yeah, we'll just go from there. <laughs> While we just spoil the trivia question, I'd like to um, let's talk about C.S. Lewis. All right. So, <laughs> I, hey, you know what? Yeah. I so the answer was C.S. Lewis. Clive Staples anyway, Lewis. Uh, somebody's <laughs> asking where we're at on the movie again. Uh, we're at one hour forty-six minutes and thirty-two into seconds. Into we're the two towers. Into the two towers. The just at the beginning of part two of the two towers for anyone on the disc. Boom. There you go. And for oh. those of you on VHS, we have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Hey, if you have it on VHS, yeah. actually, could you comment that you have it on VHS? Because I really want to have some coffee with you because I appreciate your dedication. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey. Say my name. All right. Hey, Joseph, uh, to add to your Faramir hate, <clears throat> um, David Wenham, you know, the guy who plays Faramir? Yeah, hadn't read the books when he joined the production as Faramir. Makes sense. Oh, and um, that's who uh, Orlando Bloom initially auditioned for the part really? of. Yeah, interesting. And you know, I was just going to say this: that would not have been either an upgrade or a downgrade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you can take that for what it's worth. <laughs> I, I I don't know how to take it. <laughs> It would have been a downgrade because then you wouldn't have had him playing Legolas. Oh, oh! You I mean, would that really have been an Orlando upgrade Bloom? or a downgrade? I, I mean, really, was Orlando Bloom as Legolas that essential? You probably could have fit a lot of actors into that role and they would have done just as well. I thought he was pretty cool. I, th I thought you were saying him not reading the book beforehand would upgrade, downgrade. Oh, no, 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 no. Legolas, uh, Orlando Bloom as Faramir. Yeah, I think we could have done possibly better as Lego uh, than Orlando Bloom. I think he looked. Uh, uh, I don't feel like he has the the stature to do Faramir. But time out, time out. Put ourselves back in the time when this movie was cast. Right, Orlando Bloom was a big thing. Right, Orlando was a big thing because of this movie. Yeah. No, yeah, Orlando no, Orlando Bloom kind got of a big the thing for it. He, he was a popular household name role? at that time. No, he got the role like two weeks before he graduated from acting school. He got he got it while still in acting school, this uh, 
did he not do something right before this? I thought he did something before this. And no, he did Pirates perfect. after this. Yeah. Was it Pirates after? No. Yeah. Yeah. Before this. No. no. I was like six years old when the first one came out, so I have no idea, but I'm pretty sure that uh, this was his first big movie. Yeah, he got it two weeks ago. I was 15 when film the, school. I was 15 when the first one came out. So I, you know, I'm not saying I was super knowledgeable, but I was knowledgeable enough to know what was popular because I had to deal with all the drooling females over whatever hottie was popular at the time during high school. I had not heard of Orlando Bloom before this movie. He was in four movies before Lord of the Rings, but none of them were very big. What were they? Uh-huh. Um, Casualty, which it looks like is actually a show. Okay, so scratch that. Three TV series and one movie. How many episodes was it like? Oh, Ten minutes for one episode. Oh, oh my God. It was everybody? like single appearances. In one show, he was in three episodes of the show. Yeah, so no major roles. He woke up from a nap. And he was in Black Hawk Down. Oh, all it, wait, Orlando Bloom was in Black. That's right, he was in Black Hawk Down. I that forgot about that. His he was, very small part. That's right, I forgot about that. So he was that in that up. thing, but no one cared. I cared. No, that you came didn't. out the same. Oh, but, <laughs> yeah, Black Hawk Down actually came out after Fellowship. Yeah. Did Black Hawk Down was before. Yeah, that was ninety. That was ninety nine. No, it was two thousand one. It came They're both out listed as two thousand one. But didn't didn't okay. Lord of the Rings come out at Christmas time? It came back. Yes, it did. I know this. December, I know it. It was Christmas time because my uncle had a heart attack at Fellowship of the Rings. We Whoa. went on Christmas Day that night. He had a heart attack. At fellowship, at uh, during, but they hadn't. Uh, Galadriel was not even done open narration. Wow! And my dad had to run him to the hospital. Wow! wow. So, so Black Hawk Down definitely came out before it, but uh, you're yeah. right that it, he would have been cast in Lord of the Rings before he made it big. Yeah, it must have come out before. You're right. You can sit down right there. It's fine. I just remember people being excited that Orlando Bloom was in Lord of the Rings. I think they might have just seen him in Lord of the Rings and gotten enamored of him. Maybe. I think that they saw him and were excited. Oh goodness! You might. I. I just. I remember people being really excited about it. So that's that's what's. Um, your, got my your battery's actually not out, so you can you can go without this for a bit. But it's right. He here. was he wasn't even credited in uh, the show he did right before Fellowship. Mm. Smack the pony. <laughs> Smack. I was not being credited for that. That just that yeah, I wouldn't want credit for that either. <laughs> uh, go get your headphones though, okay? All right, are we ready to uh, to start back up? Are we ever? Yeah, yeah. He wasn't credited as Noel Harrell. Har- yeah, I can't wait to see Theo didn't make sure. more bad decisions. Yeah. All right, here we go. On the count of potato, <laughs> actually five, four, three, five, two, four, one. Three. Here we go. What's happening for y'all? Oh. People are walking. Yeah. People are yeah. walking. This is the people It's true you don't see that many dwarf women. <laughs> it's the beard. I feel like this entire Gimli thing was actually narration by Tolkien because it's very Tolkien-esque. It really is. It's, it's <laughs> kind of like that about Hobbits thing at the beginning of the movie. That was 
all preface. I remember because I just read it. So I was like, wait a second, this is the thing at the beginning. <laughs> was deliberate <laughs> that was deliberate <laughs> see this is why i love boromir the most but i am most definitely 100 percent a gimli you are a gimli i am a gimli I was if i was one of, if i was one of the fellowship i would be gimli mm-hmm. i'd sure? probably be a hobbit well, it's the beard i'd probably be someone <laughs> insignificant i've got the beard right here <laughs> Nonsense. May the beard never grow thinner. <laughs> May you have hairy children. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Stoic. <laughs> May your child be a masculine child. Okay. <laughs> he can't even eat the suit. Is it good? It looks like mm-hmm. curdled milk and uh, raw shrimp. Yeah, I really have no idea yeah. what you're supposed to cook there. Looks like a terrible dumpling. Mmm. Mmm, delicious. Mmm. It's like it reminds me of what Pepsi One would have felt like going in your down your esophagus. <laughs> You know where they had the globular Pepsi? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I missed the Divine Mercy too. Okay. Man, you are just failing today. Goodbye. <laughs> Like every I mean, good not Catholic, as much as right? not as much as Theoden's gonna fail today, but pretty close. <laughs> hey now, but hey. you cannot be eighty. <laughs> He's a golden girl. Yeah, what of the Dunedain? <laughs> Lucy. Mm. Hey Lucy, go tell Aunt Maria hi for me. Hi. <laughs> oh, Maria's right there. Yeah, she's in the office with us. Hey, Maria. My wife ditched me to go to Scott's house. I can't really blame her. <laughs> Don't mind if I turn the... Uh... They're running out. <laughs> They're running out of the frame. Hey, Maria. Ash is in the corner there. Um... I was going to say, it's funny, because I've never particularly cared for um, the actress who plays Eowyn. I don't know what it is, but she's always kind of bothered me a little bit. Is it because she's so beautiful? Is that which? <laughs> I don't think that's. It. I don't know. I don't know. I don't find her like. It's the no. ears. Yeah, she's a little too intense. Maybe. I feel like I don't know. She seems a bit like she's acting. Shield your eyes, Lucy. Shield your eyes. No, oh, this kissing. <laughs> oh my gosh that face was hilarious i'm so glad this is recording so it can be kept forever that was the best face i've ever seen i missed it lucy made a face mm. she just goes you know, live stream <laughs> i'm the only one that can give you kisses Nice. Yeah, one of the things that always bothered me was, oh, 
What was it? Y'all seen the face she did? Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that always bothered me in this scene is they've got this bound book that Liv Tyler's holding. And it's like clearly not, they did, they just kind of mailed it in <laughs> on the prop, prop department. See it. Meanwhile, they seem unchaperoned. So, yeah. That's. Yeah. That's risky right there. I mean, he is 87. <laughs> and she's and like she a billion like, years old. Yeah, she's really old. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> two th- she's over 2,000. She's yeah. over 2,000! <laughs> they've got a grip on on their hormones. Wait, so how is he 87? He's one of the Dunedain. He's he was born 87 years ago. I don't know what that means. <laughs> what is a Dunedain? Uh, uh, they age the men of Dune, explain. <laughs> so the okay i'm gonna give you the full backstory oh, in the silmarillion excellent we love in those the, in the silmarillion the elves were the main protagonists fighting against if you want to call them protagonists they call it all their own problems uh the main protagonists <laughs> fighting against morgoth uh but the men were also there and there were three groups of men particularly that stayed loyal to the elves. And if I remember correctly, Scott, correct me if I'm wrong, I think only one of the groups of men actually had a significant amount of survival. Like the rest of the other, the other two groups were pretty much all killed off during the wars. And because of the, their loyalty, that group of men uh, where, wait, let me see. I think I might be mixing this up. Yes. Okay. So that group of men was taken with the heir of um, Arendil, a.k.a. Elrond's brother, to Numenor and given this island country to live and thrive on. And the race of Arendil, a.k.a. the brother of Elrond, was the king. His father, right? Arendil? What? His father's Arendil? Elrond? Elwin? Elrond's father is Arendelle and Elwing. And now, Arendelle is where they live in Frozen, so let's... <laughs> Arendelle? A- A- the light... I have to say... I have to say yeah, with the, the light on Arendelle. 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 No, it's not Arendelle. It's Arendelle. It's... Arendelle's uh, your sister's brother. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like Arendelle. Uh, was Arendil, right? Arendil. Light of Arendil. See, this this is the issue of only listening to the audiobooks. Is I, I only know one person's trans, uh, interpretation of the name. Um, I'll okay, find, I'll pull up the family tree just so I'll make sure I'm not yeah. it up. So Elrond's brother be, is the mortal version of Elrond. You know, they're both half elves. Elrond chooses elves. Elrond's brother, whose name I can't remember. Uh, chooses the way of men, he becomes the king of Numenor, which is created of this group of loyal men that fought with the elves during the, the battles in the Silmarillion. Um, they, you know, live on for a while. At first, they're doing really awesome in the graces of the Valar and whatnot. And they have this real, at first, kind of like the original descendants of Adam and Eve, they have this super long lifespan, like five, four or five hundred years. And then as they uh, kind of move away from the truth that they are given through the Valar and uh, like want to 
they kind of start to turn away from God, you can say. Um, they Their lifespan begins to shorten until they become, you know, like what we would consider a normal life. Um, yeah. And as Sauron somehow infiltrates, I'm, I'm not going to go into it all right now. Sauron infiltrates um, Numenor and becomes, you know, 13 or 14 or 15 kings down the line. He becomes a trusted advisor of the king of Numenor and leads them into their downfall. Well, Elendil uh, and his like group of faithful people see the downfall of Numenor coming and hightail it out of there and get end up getting blown onto Middle-earth where they make their residence <laughs> and create the kingdoms of Gondor and Arnor. And Gondor is what we know in the movies, but Arnor was the northern kingdom, which got split into three tribes, essentially. And the only one that really remained after all the infighting was essentially the Dunedain, which is the purebred men of Numenor that were part of the kingdom of Arnor. Which, and it's really cool because the Dunedain, the rangers of the north, are basically like coming out of nowhere, you know, some little bywater kind of like Nazareth. Yeah. Right? And, um, you know, yeah, no, you know what good can come from the north, basically, because it's been destroyed for so long. And it's just that last little remnant. Um, but yeah, so... So Erendil and Elwing were the parents of Elrond and Elros. Elros. How did I forget Elros? It's like such a and, simple name. By the way, this scene never happened in the book. This, yeah, with the war riders. Yeah, Aragorn doesn't fall off. Oh, sorry, spoilers. Um. <laughs> so, so Elwing and Erendil were the parents of Elrond and Elros. Elros, like Joseph said, was the the founder of the line of the kings of Numenor. Kings in the garden. Yeah. So essentially, the Dunedain are what's left of the pure the pure blood men of Numenor. They had right. they have um, kind of like the pure blood kind of in Gondor. You don't really see it all that much in the movie but they do talk about it in the book the people who are still fairly pure of, of Numenor blood they didn't interbreed with the non-Numenorians as much um, but specific I, I think the Dunedain are specifically from the kingdom of Arnor so the northern kingdom yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> that one counts as mine it's really not fair oh, I, love, the battle. I love the interactions with Gimli and Legloss it's really not fair to show up to battle with animals that also fight, you know? It's just not sporting. <laughs> I know, right? So, so um, to kind of connect it a little bit more to Elrond's wife, Calebrian, yeah. is the daughter of Galadriel and Celeborn. Uh, like Joseph was saying earlier, <laughs> Galadriel's a Noldor elf and Celeborn's Sindar. Wow. Um, Calebrian and Elrond have Arwen and two two sons. Yeah, so if you if you do the math there, which I have not done, you find out that uh oh man, I just blanked. Aragorn and um Arwen 
are like fourth cousins 30 times removed or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz they share the common ancestor of Elrond or of uh Arendil. Arendil and Rendil. Uh, that's acceptable. As, as a common great 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 grandparent or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, at the time, I think at the time of the movies or it might have been at the time of her death. Uh, I think I guess it must be a time of death. Arwen died at the age of twenty nine hundred one. She dies in the books. Yes. Well, she doesn't really die. It's kind of hard to explain. She She gives up her life essentially. She like lays down and her spirit leaves her body, as the elves do. (laughs) Cool. Yeah, and Arwen is also like part divine because in the Silmarillion okay so in the Silmarillion there are two main well no there are like four main segments of elves but there's the Eldar who are the ones who left originally left Middle Earth to go to Valinor which is the Blessed Lands Uh, and then there's the Sindarin elves who they were being led to the Blessed Lands but stopped along the way because their leader fell into, like, saw um, a Maiar, which is one of the angelic beings, like, th- picture Sauron, he's a Maiar. Um, there, there were a ton of Maiar. One of them was uh, Melian, who came the into of the Melian. What? Oh, that's Doriath, never mind, sorry. Yeah, Melian came into Middle-earth and encountered one of these elves, and they, like, fell in essentially fell in love to cut this long story short and his people that the people who were following that elf stayed in middle earth under the guidance of him and melian so melian and this other king and this elf king have a kid uh luthien which if you remember what we were talking about before baron and luthien then how many generations is it i think it's like they have a kid like who has five a kid who has a kid who's arwen so you get to elrond Baron and Lucy. Yeah, it's like, like only three. like four or five generations from this divine angelic being to Arwen. Yeah, so, so he is like part angelic, which is kind of cool. So Arwen's dad, Elrond, uh, his mother, Elwing, um, Elwing's uh mother dior dior's mother luthien so one two three she was the fourth generation from luthien and then one more generation to melian melian yeah it was essentially an angel and melian's um uh spouse was thingle (laughs) who was the father of theoden (laughs) he's bro no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, bingo. Yeah, they reuse names. But Arwen's Arwen's got a pretty cool backstory because you know she is like part divine. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Baron's father was Barahir. Yeah, and that's one who... of the original tribes of men. One of those three loyal tribes, House of Baor. Yeah. Yeah, who they all uh, died off. And Barahir. Uh, Aragorn wears the ring of Barahir. Yeah. Which was given to him by an elf. Uh, I forgot that story. 
Yeah, because he was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was given to him by one of the elf lords, but I don't remember completely. It was like his signet, signet of like, okay, you are a trusted man. here but this whole part of the movie where Aragorn like falls and they think he's dead that doesn't actually happen it's funny that he says he fell and like my understanding is he means it in terms of like he died in battle but he legit fell they threw that whole thing in of uh, Aragorn dying like falling off the cliff and especially at the hands of a wolf um one of the war riders um to kind of pay homage to the story of baron and luthien because that was their whole deal was that he was a man she he was a skater boy sorry see you later boy he was good <laughs> he was a man she was an elf they they fell in love but there was kind of like a forbidden love almost because you know they were they couldn't interbreed they weren't supposed to interbreed uh well baron dies on, on his quest to try to win over Luthien, he dies at the hand of a wolf. And then Luthien, um, help me out here, Scott. Does Luthien go to the blood, like kind of like gives up her, like her spirit leaves her life and she goes to the blessed land or does Baron just kind of like persuade them to let him come back alive. I don't remember how he comes back to life, but Luthien does something with it. <laughs> um, and he comes back to life and then they live in on their own in like a separate part of the world. But they threw that in to kind of pay homage to Baron and Luthien. So yeah, they it was Karkaroth, which sounds like Igor Karkaroth from uh, <laughs> Yeah, from uh, Durmstrong. Um, let's see. He, Baron and his hunting partner were both killed. Karkaroth was slain. Uh, before he died, Baron handed the Silmaril, which was recovered from Karkaroth's belly, to Thingol. Luthien also died, grieving for Baron, and, and thus came to the halls of Mandos, Mandos. the founder of the Mandalorian dynasty <laughs> clearly again another connection <laughs> there she sang of her ill fate that she would never again see baron uh and mandos was moved to pity restoring baron and lucian to life granting mortality to the elf yes what he said you know all these connections it's kind of making me think that maybe uh thor from marvel is correct like you know it's just there's the there's the tree and there's the nine worlds, you know, but they're all connected in the same universe. Well, that the body of that. So, okay, wait. The main tree is Yggdrasil, which was born from the milk of the cow that was born from the body of Ymir or Bayorn. <laughs> right? Bayor, that same name is used for the race of men. But the cow was Yimmer, I think, and the body was Bayor. Ugh, it's complicated. <laughs> but yeah, the Tree of Life was Yggdrasil. And Ratatosk ran from the top to the bottom. 
you know, conveying messages between the Nidhogg chewing at the roots to the crows roosting on the top. And Radatosk, I think, is the inspiration for Radagast. <laughs> yeah, he took a lot of Nordic themes. Shit. The conversation they showed with Arwen and Aragorn a little while ago. Yes. Like 10 minutes ago, maybe. Yes. Where was that a memory flashback or was it like a meeting of minds and some a flashback is a flashback. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Aragorn and Arwen had like a whole life, not like a life together, but you know, they, they knew each other and were in love already. Right. They had right. spent a lot of time together. So they had, you know, those mutual encounters. Star-crossed lovers. Because he... It just... Sorry. No, I'm sorry. When I first saw the movie, I'm pretty sure I thought it was some sort of... I can't think of an example in another movie. But you know how in some films and stuff, there's like... They're speaking to each other in dreams and stuff, you know? Right, right. Like a a way in which two characters can almost be present to each other to communicate. A dyad in the force? Yep. Yeah. See, I thought that until he gave him the necklace, and then he already had the necklace. Right. Right. And that's, that's a that, that's, question. Can, yeah. can we take a second only... here about that? Because there's a really cool theory that I thought I discovered, but actually other people had already come up with it, that Ray <laughs> was pregnant at the end. Those yellow beads from the Akiaki were um, fertility beads, for one. And J.J. Abrams talks about who she is being defined by the color yellow. So you get the yellow fertility beads the yellow lightsaber, but um, that when Kylo Ren heals her, you know, restores her to life, uh-huh. uh, a diet in the forest has a power like life. Look at what you, uh, what Palpatine says, he also says, look what you have made when his health is restored. He puts his hand to her womb uh, to heal her. Mm. Whoa. Okay. And she takes on awesome. his family name, not Solo, but Skywalker. Yeah. I didn't catch that. That's pretty. Yeah. Cause I, it bothered me that when she said like, my name is Skywalker, that she, uh, in ship by covenant, that, that he she wasn't there. So she saw Luke and Leia and not Ben, uh, Ben, that it yeah. seemed like he should have been there. So maybe he is there in, in a way. Right. 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 That he would kind of soften it for me a little bit. And then how perfect. Well, kind of like, uh, Evidently, Anakin was born just from yeah. the existence of the Force. Right. right. It would be it would so completely go a similar full transition. Circle. Yeah. Although that kind of the way that the, if Ray was pregnant, that would be more like how Kith got pregnant on Futurama than how Anakin got pregnant. <laughs> got got birth. Anakin got pregnant. Uh, well, then Anakin. Yeah, how I Anakin was begot. she's looking at the twin sons of Tatooine at the end but but uh, so time out though because this is the end of the star uh the skywalker saga so what does it matter if she's pregnant yeah they'll never make another one again i believe Uh, that 100 (laughs) percent no cody this is the rise of skywalker this is the end of the the last installment of the skywalker no. It will never be a there will never be another movie with a Skywalker in it ever again. <laughs> I one hundred percent believe that. Yep, that's what I'm going with. But it was, look, well, uh, look them them going with that storyline is like a pro wrestler saying, "I'm putting my career on the line," and actually putting their career on the line. Like 
There's always a loophole. <laughs> I mean, they, they pretty much said as much, anyway, you know. If they left open that possibility, you know, of I'm no, 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 yeah, it's like Disney's like saying, "Yeah, we're never doing another Skywalker film again." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. He who walks the skies. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! We didn't say he was a Skywalker. <laughs> now I'm talking to natives who talk to him about uh, he who walks the skies. Different story altogether. Well, and you have Biggs Starlighter, right? It's like the well, you can tell when he was the first names he came up with on that scratch sheet, you know, as he's marking through them, that they just kept them in there. Also, like Dark Saber, which well, may or may not Star- be involved. Star Killer, Star Killer, was, big. Yeah, was one of, was that? I could be wrong, but that seems to be more of a reference to that video game, The Force uh, Unleashed. Well, there were that was his several name. in Rogue One. They listed out all the different designs, all the other different weapons of mass destruction besides yeah. the Death Star. Oh yeah, yeah. And there was Star Killer. Uh, maybe Dark Saber. I don't know. There's something that brought together stuff from the expanded universe. I think. Yeah, it's weird think- to me that Disney went out of their way to say the expanded universe is non-canon, and then keeps making references to expanded universe stuff. It's kind of like they give you the default rule that it's not canon, but then they appropriate parts of it. You know, it's kind of like yeah. saying all that pagan stuff is mm-hmm. horse crap. But we're going to take certain elements of truth. We're going to retain certain elements of truth, you know? And Welcome, yeah. Ross. Ross is watching with us. Woo, Ross! Ross! <laughs> okay, so sorry for the Ray being pregnant tangent. Oh, no, I like it. What? I was about to say, what movie are we watching here? I know, right? I don't... Oh, well, as, 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 we, as we've established, they're all, they're all connected, so technically... To speak yeah. of one is to yeah. speak of all. One mythos, according to Joseph Okay, Campbell. so another thing of me not having any idea what Lord of the Rings was before the movies came out. When I was watching this and I saw Agent Smith on the screen, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. he's betraying them. He's betraying yeah. them 100%. That guy. <laughs> Don't trust him. <laughs> okay, I have a Catholic trivia question since we just had Galadriel back on the screen for a second. Whoa, whoa. Sure. Okay, uh, Catholic Nerd Trivia question number 12. What kind of lighting was used so Galadriel's eyes would reflect a starry look? What kind of lighting was used to make Galadriel's eyes uh, give Galadriel's eyes a starry look to reflect a starry look? I did notice that. Look? It's happening right there. Uh, that's not lighting. That's her There eye. it is. There it is right there. Perfect timing. Contacts. it's the best lighting i'll tell you they gave them they gave her the best kind of lighting there is no better kind of lighting it's better than butter scott it is the best lighting (laughs) it is the best lighting there's no better it's the best trust me i know lighting and this is the best lighting (laughs) I was like, is he doing what he think he's doing? And the more he's talking, I'm like, yeah, I think he's doing what I think he's doing. <laughs> I think we're imitating who I think we're imitating. No names. 
<laughs> uh, we do have one guess. Christmas string lights. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Who who got or Ashton did that? Guess who guessed it? Oh, she actually responded to Eric, but yeah, I know. Now she's re I don't know what she's doing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but is it like a clump of lights? Because that's what it looks like. It is. Like. It's a clump of Christmas lights. What is the name of the effect that it caused? No, it's what kind of lighting. No, I know, but what is the name of the effect that it caused in her eyes? Star Borealis. <laughs> okay. What? Yeah. Well, that, no, it's not exactly. That's bouquet. that's the it, it was bouquet. <laughs> Wait, what's happening? Where are these yeah, but bouquet it, isn't a reflection. You don't know what's going. Bouquet on. is the, the the style of light. Uh, that's my understanding. No. Okay, fine. I'm incorrect. <laughs> As always. I bet Maria would have known that, but she was out of the room at the time. <laughs> Your bodyguard is guard. I have to take a second to pop in the other room for water. It's Gardner. Yeah, I, I, it, it kind of makes it sound menacing, like I'm a gardener. Well, I think Faramir in the book even says something like uh, to Sam, um, or maybe he may say it in the movie also, something about like gardeners must come in high esteem where y'all are from. Like, I think he you... says that at some point. He does. Someone movie. says that at some point because I, I that line sounds familiar, and I yeah, haven't read I've the read books. Read the books so. recently enough that a lot of stuff is kind of blurring together. That's fair. <laughs> Well, my son is awake. Dead. Yeah, this see that's the other thing. Like, okay, so the way that, again, I, I can't speak to the books, but there is a natural progression here of Faramir being a soldier. He's kidnapping people that don't belong there. Not kidnapping, but he's ki- taking yeah. them prisoner. That makes sense because he doesn't know them. He, he yeah. legitimately doesn't know them. Yeah. Then they know his, who his brother is, but didn't know that he was dead. Now, for someone that's already suspicious, you're going to be more suspicious. All right, so you're saying you were traveling with my brother, but you didn't know he was dead or how he died? Really? And then they drop the bombshell. Well, spoilers for a 20-year-old movie. They drop the bombshell <laughs> that they have the ring. You know? And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. The ring that my dad needed? Probably not understanding the significance of it any more than Boromir or Denethor did prior to actually Boromir being in the presence of the ring. So I think that's why I give Faramir more credit then the other two people we were talking about, that, well, then Boromir, certainly, uh, and then and certainly more than Theoden, because his actions, while problematic from us knowing all everything, are not problematic with what little he knows at the given moment. And it may not be as good as he is in the book, but it makes sense with the progression of what kind of character his character is. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll disagree with you because he is supposed to know more. 
he is supposed to be like a lore master in Gondor, where he he knows a lot of the history that Boromir didn't because he paid attention more to his studies than, you know, to the fighting like Boromir did. So he knew this, to a degree, the significance of what the ring meant. And I think... See, and that's something that they don't mention in the movies, though. So that's... I would have never known that. Yeah. If they if yeah. they would have mentioned that in the movies, then I'd be like, oh, well, then why did you do that? Because there's... That happens a lot. Like, they change a little something to fit the narrative of the movie, but then they do something that's in the book that doesn't jive with it. It's like, wait, time out. But... What? <laughs> yeah. But they they don't really touch on that he's a studious... In fact, I think when he gives Pippin the armor... Yeah, he says... Like, like, I didn't study because I went to fight dragons. Yeah, like, should have paid more attention to his studies. Or so, yeah. Yeah, so they literally go the opposite direction in the movie. So, again, just taking movie Faramir into account, yeah. not knowing... Not knowing that, everything that he does makes sense with what what little he's given at that moment. Yeah. Yeah, I'm processing what you're saying and thinking about it. It helps that I've never read the book, so like I'm. It does. I'm I have coming like mis- mis- mishmashed in my head. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I want to. I want. I'll. I'll talk more to it as we as we go further in the movie, so I can really see how what he does in here. Um, but isn't there a point where like Frodo and Sam kind of explain everything to him, and he still chooses to take them to Gondor? Well, he takes them to Asgiliath. Yeah, thank you. I could. I could not remember the name of the town. He takes them that far, but that's also where he experiences the ring rates. Yeah. And he's like, oh, shoot, this is way beyond me. This is not just a weapon. This is way beyond me. Get out of here. And his attendant says, dude, if you let him go, your life is forfeit. He's like, then my life is forfeit. Yeah, I think I always seen as like him, his change. Yeah, he has a Huck Finn moment there. Like, well, then I'll find, then I'll go to hell, you know? Like I, I always viewed that scene as his change of heart coming from, seeing the interaction between Sam and Frodo as like something just so honest and sincere that it's like, okay, these guys really were telling the truth the whole time. And, you know, I gotta, I gotta let them go because they're in the right here. Um, yeah, that's probably part of it too, but the ring race probably helped too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although they've, I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah. Okay. In the book, at least, I'm pretty sure they would have, at least the people of Gondor would have encountered the ring wraiths at some point before. And that's but that's it's the fact that the about... ring wraiths were so intently focused on Frodo. Yeah. Like that, that, first off, that image is really, really cool. It's a little bit unbelievable, but it's really, really cool. Frodo's standing on the bridge and he's like about to put the ring on right in front of whatever the uh, Lich King, yeah, the whatever he's riding, right in front of the the the, the worm heads, like you know, and everything. That was a really cool image, and I think it's not one or the other, but maybe both. And that's like Faramir's like, oh, okay, I just put the pieces together. Yeah, 
one um one thing that really shapes uh faramir's character and boromir to a lesser extent because that's what he says at the council of elrond that by our blood have we kept your land safe yeah and Mm -hmm. you know faramir's been the captain of uh all this time and he's been you know ptsd in it all this time you know (laughs) PTSD. <laughs> I mean, he's been right on the border all this time. So mm-hmm. I can see where he would be cynical, despairing. And despite all that, he still finds a way to give nuclear weaponry, let it walk into the hands of, uh, of Sauron, yeah. you know? Yeah, but then if we're going by that perspective, then look at what Theoden had to go through. He was literally possessed by the other side and he was still able to overcome his despair fight at helm's deep and then go on to help gondor again i would argue just movie he did not he did not overcome his despair he gave into his despair and because of the fact that he was in a fortified castle and then gandalf came with the people that he had exiled while possessed he was able to survive but he didn't know Gandalf was coming. And when he rode yeah, out... Aragorn did, though. Aragorn did. Aragorn knew he was supposed to come, but he was, you know, still doubting. What? Yeah, I don't think they give... Theoden was already is... giving in to his despair. He yeah, was but, like... he, but he eventually listened to Aragorn and rode out with him, not knowing whether or not Gandalf would be there at that moment. And Yeah, but right that, before uh, that... No, Aragorn convinced him of that. Right before that, Theoden's like, all is lost. We're totally going to die. We're yeah. totally going to die. And Aragorn's oh. like, hey, dude, focus. He saw the light and he's like, all right, Gandalf's coming. Dude, we're riding. You know, cowboy up and let's get going. Yeah, he had and his... Theoden's com- like... He need, just like Faramir had his... How com- many of those moments does he need until he stops being a... Uh, 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 you know, a coward about it, though. I he has like five of those moments in the two movies where he's like, "No, all is lost. No, it's not. It's not lost. It's not lost. You're right, guys." Uh, he's like we five of those moments. Talk about other characters. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I do like the back and forth, but <laughs> I did not bring up Theoden in this. We're time. about to have Smeagol have Trustmaster. <laughs> so wait, where are we in the movies? We are the forbidden waters, the forbidden pool. Miguel has a fish in his mouth. Two hours and twenty six minutes. In- Look how sad and docile he looks, like a puppy. Yeah, that is so sad. Yeah, this is really kind of like the tragic part for Smeagol, where he was. He had made so much progress. There are so many. There are so many scenes in this movie where I'm like, dude, you know. One extra sentence of information might have diffused this tension. And so much of the tension in the movie just comes from people being separated. You know, like like you you do not split the party. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like this one, like, hey, Schmeagle, dude, we have stepped into someone's camp. Come with me or they're going to shoot you. Yeah. Okay, there. Boom. Right there. Same amount of in same amount of syllables basically but <laughs> yeah. instead of it sounding like you're trying to trick him you're saying dude schmeagle we are screwed but the problem it's is the problem is that wasn't in the script <laughs> and the optics like, <laughs> oh, with the other guys don't split the party 
Eric. <laughs> <laughs> he just came to say that. <laughs> Wait, Eric came in just that for was Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to make a dramatic entrance. No, I, I like I'm, I'm actually making dinner right now. I'm listening to the, the podcast on my phone. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> that was a good dramatic entrance. <laughs> So yeah, I thought it'd be funny, but <laughs> the best dramatic entrance. Yeah. <laughs> Don't split the what? party. Uh, high text, by the way. I've been listening Hi, to Eric. the back and forth between you and uh, Joseph. There, it's, <laughs> it's a good conversation. Well, that's my dad. Hey, Hi, dad. dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I gotta get back. I, Eric, I'm gonna burn Eric. my burgers. Wait, 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 Eric, Eric, Eric. What, Eric. what yeah. were you saying? He's totes gonna die about in the comments. Oh, it, 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 uh, text just said. Uh, something about Theoden was saying we're totes gonna die so I thought it, it was just a funny oh yeah funny that was comment. funny yeah I like that that's perfect All right, I, gotta I get back like to paraphrase <laughs> into vernacular so that will happen a lot that's so Vatican II of you layman's terms <laughs> wow you just be would me wow <laughs> All right, I gotta get I gotta be out back to my burgers before the burn burgers flip them don't burn the burgers. Run. Get out of here. Thanks for putting the party, Eric. What's the British word? Oh, baps. Yeah, for uh, for buns. Burger baps. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. And now the great British baking show. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly where I heard it. Yeah. yeah. One time I walked up to Cody and I was like teary eyed. Like, like he was, we were talking about something. He was working in his office and he's like, why are you? Why do you look like you've been crying? And I'm like, because I cry every time Nadia wins the Great British Baking <laughs> He's like, every time. I'm like, I may have rewatched that season a couple of times. <laughs> I may have a problem. Yeah, you cry tears of joy or... Yeah, joy. I like her. Oh, okay. She's fine. I like She's it fine. when that, that meek Indian fellow wins. I don't I think that. everything. Why do they keep... Oh, I'm saying he's gone. This is the... <laughs> This is the whole thing I wanted to point out about Faramir. Chance for oh, yeah, here we go. His yeah. Like that that this is what I was saying, how like he's not doing what he thinks is right. He's he's giving in to the temptation of the ring here. And he was just like, Oh, it's a chance for me to be yeah. what I always wanted Captain to be that my brother was. I wonder if like that there's like a metaphor there for like um Raul, by the way, is the Indian guy. Raul. Yeah, that's right. That's it. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I was hoping my kid washed his hands. I'm like, no, don't talk about British Bake Off and I'm not there. Got <laughs> here. Hey, Scott, I took it back. Wait, you take what back? Maria. Oh, yeah. This is like I the, wonder... the, robber, the robber piece and Settlers of Catan. <laughs> back and forth. On the... <laughs> That's what Maria is. Yeah, you know what happens the robber. with the robber piece whenever we play Settlers of Catan? What? It's only if my mom's if, playing. If her mom's playing. She just keeps moving it to empty tiles that won't hurt. That's anybody. what we do. No, that's what y'all do. God, for someone who is so competitive, you do not involve any competitiveness in these games when we play. Like we don't <laughs> want to rob people of their livelihood, you know? <laughs> I mean, you and I are like cutthroat when we're playing. It's like, oh, well, we don't want to. And <laughs> like, as, as far as Faramir right here, like, yes, he had the chance to make the right decision, but then he also was just throwing another curveball. It's not just take the ring or leave the ring it's take the ring and go save your people leave the ring like his 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 brothers in arms are in trouble also so it's not just 
take it or leave it. It's take it and go save your brothers. Leave it yeah. and go save your brothers. Take it, forget about your brothers. Leave it, forget about your brothers. Like there's and Denethor has not been a great father figure here. Yeah, <laughs> nothing was moral what formation. Is that line kind of shows you the true inspiration behind why he wants the ring because it's like a, a chance for Faramir to prove his worth. Yeah. Like he's, well, I mean, he's been abused by his dad for 20 yeah. plus years. Look, if we're making I mean, excuses, if we're making excuses, Theoden was was uh, possessed for like one year. Okay. That, this was over like 10 years he was possessed. <laughs> the other thing about that I don't think they did enough for the character was and his son died. Because, because he allowed Theoden, Theoden allowed himself to be possessed, his son died. And he wakes up to find his son yeah. has been like he, he's been living a pretty despair-filled life for a while. <laughs> like I can I can see why he'd be making some pretty rash, poor decisions thereafter. Although if we're go if we're following, if we're following and, and, oh. and just follow Come me on, for boy. a second here. Me, if uh, we're following that Saruman taking over Theoden is an analogy to possession, there has to be um, an nice. element an element and of Kevin, allowing that to happen for it to fully happen to the extent that it did. Yeah, well, which meant that he was tricked by Grima. He allowed Grima into hey his guys. life as a counselor and, you know, one that he shouldn't have trusted. <laughs> hey. There's Eli. Right, but there's still a will that he has to, allow, um, it, you know, go, just going the, off of the, the parallels, just parallels. You still have to ultimately say yes. It's not house. just about tricking. It has to be a, a willful <clears> decision to have allowed it so in that sense maybe it's because he was weakened by worm tongue for so many years but he ultimately had to give in to saruman of his own will not just by trickery yeah and i think that's kind of where the analogy falls apart because saruman does it through like a spell where he, you don't it's not really as much it's not really as much you consent to the will as you need to have a very very strong will to resist it Hey, I have confusion. Okay. That's a good spell. Okay. We got to stop this Thanks. thing. So this guy. <laughs> what were you saying, Scott? Like, yeah, Cody, intercede on the Theoden discussion. <laughs> yeah. Again, for every minutes. time I get out, I, I, every time, time I think I'm out, you will drag me back in. Okay. Scott, Scott like a dyad in the force. Star Wars this king. This king right here. This king right here. Actual Lord of the Rings. Okay. This king right here. Theoden. Yeah. That's Theoden. Who's Theoden's yeah. sons? The They're Dread. Huh? When we first meet Aomer, that's the end of the battle where Thingol, um, Theoden's son was killed. Or Theodred. Theodred. That's the dead. old girl's cousin. Yeah. Old right. girl's and this guy right here. I know how to defend my own keep. I don't need any advice from you. Old girl's hu- hu- cousin. Okay. Yes. So old girl's cu- cousin is his son. For some reason, I thought Boromir was his son. And then they showed that other guy. I was like, wait, what What happened there? Did they recast? So I, there was a lot of confusion here. No, no, no. Y'all remember Denethor from Fringe? Did y'all ever see the show Fringe? No. 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 That's like Denethor's that actor, one of his other major roles. Ah. But I think he was also what he was also the scarecrow in Arkham Knight. Really? The, the video oh. game, yeah. Oh, the video game. Mm-hmm. I want to say he was in X Files too, but probably seems like. 
I mean, pretty he was much also was. in the video game L.A. Noir. What is it? L.A. Noir. Oh, I'm I'm pretty it was bad. A, at it was a it was a crime drama uh, set in the 1940s L.A. No, 1930s. Late 1940s. Like a, late like 1940s. China, like a Chinatown kind of. What? Oh. Uh, like more or less. I mean, it was all over town. L.A. It, it kind of followed some actual. You know, the movie Chinatown was a um, what was oh. a Los Angeles uh, film noir or crime drama kind of thing. It kind of started a whole uh, subgenre. He's up from his nap. It was. Um, it did take place in the late 1940s because it was a World War II vet. That's his. Uh, that's the main character. And uh, it actually, kind of like how y'all were talking at the beginning, uh, the third age kind of interweaves uh, new characters within the fellowship. L.A. Noir interweaves uh, these fictional characters in real life events in Hollywood in those years. <laughs> Trying to figure out how to get um admit new people in or whatever i don't understand so the movies drastically overstate mary and pippin's role in the ant moot from the books like you know how how mary is like but you have to fight you know this is your war too and then like they they go down and they like bring them to the where all the trees were cut down and they like did that intentionally to try to get tree beard up in arms yeah none of that happens at all in the books yeah the ants come to their own conclusion like yeah we're gonna fight on their own and mary and pippa are just off to the side <laughs> chilling <laughs> with some other ant for like two or three days and they're like oh what's happening look at this <laughs> so one of the things i love about the extended version is that you actually see or i think it's only in the extended you see the huorns marching off mm-hmm you know, leaving uh, Fangorn to go to Helm's Deep because you didn't really see that. I don't even know if you saw all that the Huorns did. No, you don't. Which that was such a, there's so much good basis for that in literature and the Bible, which is going to be a trivia question. Not right now. Pause real quick, Rap. Uh-oh, girlfriend's back. With the women's to the caves. Can't have that. All right, all right. For everybody joining us or not joining us or whatever uh, that's been here for a little while, we are in the second movie of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, The Towers. And we're at two minutes and 38 seconds, uh, two hours and 38 minutes and 18 seconds into the two towers. So, yeah, want to catch up and uh, join us there. Yeah. Yeah, for those of you who are just joining us, this is, in fact, technically a Lord of the Rings marathon, but really it's a back and forth on whether Theoden is worth <laughs> no, watching. No, no. <laughs> no. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> the answer to that is yes. Yes, he is, by the way. 
That's the real. Well, we're about to have the other scene with the uh, Jackson, Peter Jackson kids, right? Or do we already have it? I don't know. I don't know who Peter Jackson's kids are. Watch, watch for them. They're around here somewhere. I thought you were about to say, I don't know who Peter Jackson is. I'm like, bro. <laughs> yeah, that might. Yeah, that's that was a little girl. I think was his daughter. Yeah, I thought that uh, blonde wig was hugging was them. Right. We're gonna step away for a few. Uh, Scott, I'm gonna make you the host. Okay. We'll be back. We'll see if I fail in my host duties. Scott Smith is now host, or is the host now? The hostess with the... Are we supposed to have other people coming and joining us? Yes. Um, We're waiting to hear from them. Okay. All right. We'll see y'all later. All right. Yeah, so Doug um, messaged me. He, um, He said that Abby had to go Okay, so back up a second. Johnson, our our uh, recurring guest, the husband of Abby Johnson, pro life warrior, Amazon print princess. Um, she had to go save the world. So Doug <laughs> uh, thought he'd have a little time um, where he didn't have to watch the kids today, but that may have not happened. Yeah, so we might be missing Doug. Why can't he watch Lord of the Rings with the kids? No, I'm kidding. I know that is very difficult. <laughs> well, I did say if he can pop in, you know, pop in. Yeah. What about Zach? Yeah, he was supposed to start at 1130. So I don't know. Nothing. Don't know what's going on there. Is he in like China time or something? Mm, it's possible. Uh, yeah, I hope he doesn't have COVID. <laughs> Let's break this up and say tots, 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 Thank you, Eric. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. I can't get this. I'm back for a little bit, at least. Awesome. He's back. I think my camera. I can't get nothing. Use zero. Come on, camera. I'm listening to my wife laugh um, to Eric a couple seconds afterward. (laughs) Mm. Plain old tots has been uh, rather tired. tiresome lately. I've been eating a lot of them. So I decided to put some cheese and some hot sauce on it. Have you ever heard of uh, Have you ever heard of tot waffles? No, but that sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it just like hash browns. You put, and a... you put the, you, basically. I mean, you're putting the tots. You line it up into a waffle iron and then bring it down. Mm. Oh, it sounds but like a hash here's the kicker. Though. Here's the kicker on it. You actually make and evidently I have not had this, so I cannot attest to its goodness or lack thereof. Okay. But you mix ketchup and maple syrup Whoa. together on the tot waffles because it's tots and a waffle. So it's mm. got to be both and. I'm going to. And I'm mm. just like, uh, you, right. you had me. You had me until there. I got to say, you had me at the beginning so sure. there. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, you there's, there's in the a lot of sugar. Not gonna lie, there's mm-hmm. a lot of sugar in ketchup. So I, maybe we, maybe we don't have a right to complain about the syrup. True. But yeah, I just that's don't pretty... think maple and tomato goes together. I know, right? <laughs> that just sounds interesting. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'd I try. It doesn't it, sound but... like it doesn't sound like the most disgusting thing I've ever heard of. But it certainly does not sound like it mixes. <laughs> Right. I mean, I I think I would have trouble getting it down. Like I probably. <laughs> I have yet to do it yet. <laughs> what what the I was telling time... my dad. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no. Next time I'm off keto, then I'll try it. But, you know, uh, we'll... <laughs> what do you use as a new dessert in keto? Say what now? What is your go-to dessert for keto? Um, probably chocolate almond fat bombs. So it's almond butter. I use almond butter instead of peanut butter because I don't like peanut butter. So uh, it's uh, almond butter, cocoa powder, and then it's whatever sugar substitute. I use Swerve. Yeah, Um, I used Waylo when I was on it. Yeah. I mean, either way, it's all the same thing. Swerve to me tastes the least like a diet sugar. So um, I use that. But, I mean, you can use whatever you want to help sweeten it up. and uh, then I'll just make a bunch of those and do that. Or if I'm feeling like I can splurge a little bit, then I'll go get the Quest bars because Quest makes really good keto bars. Yeah, yeah I like those. I mean, I've never done a keto thing, but I do like Quest bars. Yeah, yeah what exactly right. is keto? No carb. It basically is oh. it's, it's low carb, high, high good fat. Not like, mm. you know, you're not eating gristle off a roast but like right. you're okay with red meat it, uh, you know, avocados uh, healthy avocado. good fats yeah. avocado toast more yeah. millennial up in here yeah there we go <laughs> I go to dessert it's actually really good like I yeah. <laughs> avocado toast is legitimately good yeah. So. Yeah. Is as much as we make fun of it it's there's a good. reason it's a thing like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. keto is a great <laughs> diet if you're you like still want to be able to eat a lot of food you just can't eat sweets and any like mm. carbs so if you can if you don't mind only eating like you know meats and cheeses and <laughs> greens and whatnot but being able to still eat until you're full right and yeah keep a good diet for you. now you know there's some other health concerns i don't want to get into because i'm not a dietitian but um. <laughs> there is a high salt content that tends to go with the keto diet so you have to be careful. You have to drink a lot more water than you're normally used to in order to okay. offset that. And it's best to find salt alternatives um, yeah. in doing that. But I mean, really, I've been, I did it and I lost 30 pounds. Yeah. Uh, so it's very effective for it like, works. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's tough <laughs> to get off of it though. Like when, cause like when you stop, it's very easy to like, oh, now I'm going to eat all the chocolate cake. <laughs> so, what, I will um, say the first time I cheated was with an apple pie. And that night I had no alcohol, but I had the worst hangover the next day. Like wow. it's like the, the income of sugar my body was not used to. So I was actually dehydrated just from sugar. Wow. What is that? Hey, uh, Joseph. Hey. What? Um, I, I, I've gotten... Uh, my memory's gotten loose on elves actually being sent to Helm's Deep. Okay, so I had the same issue the first time I read the books. After I couldn't remember if they did or didn't in the books, they do not. Yeah, and I, I have to say, I actually like in the movie that they do. 
I wish that Tolkien would have done that in the book. Wasn't there something though? No, the elves never interact with the men hmm. in the battle. I mean, apart I from like Legolas, that. yeah, yeah. Other than Legolas, I don't. I really do not like that in the books. You know, compared to what they do in the movies, I I am happy that they well that in that yeah. is one of the things. Like you know, I had my three fatal flaws. That's one of the opposites. Yeah, <laughs> the one of the essences of the movies. Oh, here's the, I know some people coming up as that old guy you were talking about earlier. Yeah, here comes the old dude. <laughs> The worst protagonist. <laughs> I'm also not a fan of him taking the shield and sledding down. That was well, I mean, it's better than him running up debris. Blasphemy. That is like the coolest scene in the battle. Yeah. I'd much rather him wait the, the Luke Skywalker on the Mumalik. Um, what Luke did, did to the Abat, you know? Legolas does to the mama kill. Oh yeah, like oh. yeah. <laughs> that still counts as one though. Still counts as <laughs> one. Counts as still one. only counts as one. <laughs> I love that, that was actually in the book. Like they're counting uh, kills. I love how that was. You know, they mm. count that. I've got a um, trivia question on that. Oh crud! No, I don't. <laughs> Um, okay, I think I got this. How many kills does Legolas win with at the ba- <laughs> at the end of the Battle of Helm's Deep? Wait, do you know that answer, Mark? Reset the question. Oh. Hmm. How many kills does Legolas win with at the end of the Battle of Helm's Deep? I have a guess, but I'm not going to say it because I want Maria to get a legitimate guessing. Yeah. Here's the actual wording of the question. How many enemy how many enemies does Legolas kill at Helm's Deep, including the last twitching Urukai? Oh, I don't remember the number. I think I remember the difference. He was twitching because he had my axe dug into his nervous system. (laughs) In his nervous system. (laughs) I think this might be a reference to uh Greater sci-fi like lore. Find you a box. I love that. <laughs> what um, what he told us about 1973 being the um, death year of Tolkien. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Nine, one ring, nine uh, men. Of men, three Seven dwarves, three to elf. elves. Yeah, uh, seven for the dwarf lords, three for the elves. Yeah. All right, old man, one eye. It's One-Eyed Willie. Mad-Eye Moody? One-Eyed Willie. <laughs> Mad-Eye Moody. Another connection. <laughs> well, Mad-Eye Moody's son was um, Whoops. the, uh, the head of the First Order. I'm going to be a little bit behind you guys. Huh? Oh, no, it hasn't happened yet. Okay. Wait, the eye just... <laughs> Oh, wait, he did. Oh, yeah, I just missed it. Yeah. Are you? We're at, let's see, we're at two hours, 50 minutes, 14, 15, 16, 17. <laughs> so it begins. So it begins. Okay, so. Elves are preparing to fire. I'm dying to die. Oh. You had one digit correct, it was 43. Which I think is 42 plus one, you know. 
<laughs> numerologically speaking. <clears throat> Give them a bullet. I would hate to so, now count them. Be in front of those guys. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of sharp. I hit anything. <laughs> oh, the eyeball guy. Yeah. That's a little fright. Kinley's like, no, it's okay. Let him get closer so I can do something. Ladders, good. <laughs> I, it always bothers me that there's such a weak point to this wall. Right. Is that really necessary? The drainage canal? Yeah, there's well, other to... ways to drain the thing. No, no, no. The only way... Look, <laughs> this, is, this is true with all things. The only way for things to drain is for it to be the ultimate weak spot. <laughs> Dang it. Elm's Deep, the Death Star. Yeah. Right, an exhaust port. <laughs> I mean, an exhaust port is what? Drainage of <laughs> yeah. gas. Yeah. yeah, that's so true. Oh my god, Helm Steep is, Lord the, is the Middle Earth and Death Star. Well, uh-huh. in, in it's the video all games. connected. <laughs> in the video games, those guys with the white white helmets uh, with like no shirt on, the orcs, those guys are yeah. the best. In the video games. Those, those are mad that, hard to fight. I love yeah. those video games. Awesome. Yeah, Battle for Middle Earth 2. Um, I like they would have like the different waves of stuff coming at you. <laughs> Dropping the one in, the, in between the legs. Oh yeah, that's just not nice. <laughs> Scott, you also got to think uh, we're talking about like the whole drainage thing. This was, this helm was built, you know, a while back in there and that was also before anyone had any sort of like mass explosion explosive yeah utility. Well, i mean that, that, that was clearly a new thing that was clearly a relatively new thing because even worm tongue didn't understand it yeah. so it still yeah. wasn't prevalent torch near yeah, like the worst that could have happened would have been okay they took down the grate and then just kind of like crawled through two or three at a time yeah which you yeah. know was pretty manageable well, <laughs> well and this this uh, keeping wall or whatever it's called, this is just an extension, you know, from the main castle, maybe for a little storage or something, you know, it's just uh, delaying. Yeah. It's not the actual keep. There's a, um, um, there's another YouTuber I, I like watching. His name's Shad. Uh, he has a, he has a channel called Shad Adversity. And he's, he's classically trained in actual medieval weaponry. Wow. And, um, castle architecture and stuff like that he studied a lot of like medieval things and he has an episode critiquing the construction of helm's deep and he says not not only do you have have those flaws of the the explosion from the the drainage pipe and stuff like that but having it within a mountain area what was stopping the orcs from going the other side up on top of the mountain and just dropping rocks the mountains are very tall and it may be (laughs) on the other side this is also Maybe. um how do you get up? I mean they don't have um flight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean they could have they could have taken some time to climb up. Um I, I forget exactly his well, all his reasons or whatnot. Climb but... up pretty easily. Yeah. I mean they, they live in the mountains, kind of. Or at least a lot of goblins do. 
So you'd have some way of being able to traverse it. Even if you sent a, like a smaller party going up there and have your main force attack the, attack the main gate, you could still, you, you could still surround the whole place. That's, um, it that reminds me of Wayward Pines. Did y'all watch that TV show? Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, and you know what? Here's another thing that's wrong with movie Theoden. He did the movie flaw. You don't ever say, is this it? Is I'm, that all you got? I, I will not, I will not protest that one. That was definitely stupid. <laughs> I mean, come on. Talk that about was, and then, then you got, then you got Olympic torch runner here saying, oh, wait, yeah. that's my cue. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Seriously, I mean, Legos totally should have been able to take him out. He, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't yeah, have totally. come if, if they had, if they didn't, wouldn't have, wouldn't have uh, taunted everyone. This wouldn't have happened. And it's he's all a, fault. agreed. The reason Legolas couldn't take him out is because he's a berserker, you know, which is part of Norse uh, mythology and history, that they would, like, hop these guys full of whatever, and they'd basically be unstoppable. LSD. (laughs) PCB. Peyote. One of them. At the same time, why did that guy... I know he's more dramatic for the cinematics, but why was he so far back? Why wasn't he just up against (laughs) the wall? (laughs) Like cover him up. Why did he have know? to like do the Olympic run? And then light the torch up at the front. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because otherwise it wouldn't have been as epic. Like you exactly. talking like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get it. Yeah, I'm gonna get it. That's like Never in uh, that, Monty right? Python when they're running. Still running. It's the same shot like five times. Then all of a sudden, wow, that was, I didn't see it coming. I'll avenge you, my. What was his his Patsy's name? Yeah, Patsy. My trusty servant, Patsy. His name was Patsy. Oh, yeah. It was Patsy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll avenge you, Patsy. <laughs> well, I'm getting right, better, sir. <laughs> I, I think I'll pull through. No, you must be avenged. Oh, Don't speak, right. Patsy. See, this is is there anything else I should do for you, sir? Why would you call a charge? Yeah, that's a bad fight? idea. Get everybody in the key. Arrows, they could have just kept firing. <laughs> they just go in the key. like another two volleys in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's basically the opposite here, of what happens at Braveheart. This is the scene. Yeah, especially they, they set up like that. And then Aragorn really? just if like, you don't like Legolas sliding down the stairs, if you don't like Legolas sliding down the stairs, still bullseyeing people, I don't know what, what, what to tell you. That's... <laughs> and he nails him with the shield, too. And yeah. And maintains his balance. I, I have no problems with 20 dexterity. That's all I can say. <laughs> you got a lot to live up to, Belig. That is why I want a 20 dexterity. <laughs> what are you at right now? 18? I'm at 19. Oh, 19. Oh, at level 4, you get a, um, a stat yeah, increase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hypothetically, if, we, if you put us in a situation where I could do that and I rolled high enough, would you let me imitate that exact scene? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I will keep that in mind. Yeah. 
If, if I roll low, my Maria's over here for let you roll low. You're gonna look <laughs> oh, critically fumble level a <laughs> roll one. Roll a one, throws the shield down, jumps on it, slips, knocks himself out on the stairs. It's gone for the rest of the battle. <laughs> you somehow slide down on your face. <laughs> <laughs> you actually knock the torch into the <laughs> into the bomb and explode the wall. Oh, no. <laughs> oh man. What sort of DC would that have? Hmm. I mean, uh, awesome feats like that. I gotta remember to kind of keep it not low, but like a decent challenge, like maybe fifteen. Just because I, I want you guys to be able to do cool stuff, you know. I, I, I've uh, in other games I've played, I always made it like super high. Yeah. But then I think, well, you want you want your characters to be able to do cool things. For the for the sake of the narrative, so, yeah, that's what makes it memorable and fun. Yeah, it makes it memorable. It makes it really f- super fun. It, it's not very fun when all the players are like, "Oh, you're tripping and falling on your face all the time," <laughs> because you want to do these cool things. My little boy came to me and was like. Baby bird died covered in ants under a sycamore tree. I'm like, well, I didn't know you could say the word sycamore. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh oh, not this guy. Don't like die. Like how they're dragging Gimli away. <laughs> yeah, not this guy. <laughs> Don't. Oh, ouchies. Yeah, what a terrible use of immortal warriors. I know, right? I like his reaction when he falls to his knees. He's like, like somebody like creepy touched his back or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did, Did, worm? Did worm tongue just walk in here? <laughs> <laughs> Biden was sniffing his shampoo. <laughs> Oh, that poor dude. <laughs> oh, he's having a bad dream. Really? My son is oh, no. oh. Hey, now all the kids have come. Yeah, we are. I'm talking to them while we're watching Lord of the Rings. You want to go watch PBS? Nice. Huh? I know because I have my He just took a spear to the chest and still fought on. Mm-hmm. What was the name of that yeah. little Sally Port? Um, where they can. And then he ran away. Inside? And then he ran away. <laughs> <laughs> Run away! Run away! Got a little scratch. I got a little scratch. I can't fight no more. <laughs> Come on, you pansy. Tis <laughs> <laughs> but a scratch. I bite your knees bleeding arms off. <laughs> I've had worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've had worse. 
Well, go to draw. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, go get your iPad. Go watch your iPad. <laughs> you mean help? I'll be right back. And that, see, it's not a portacullis because that's the thing that comes down. Yeah, I think it's just a door. Like a big door. Why does this place have a portcullis? I don't understand why he took them away from it. <laughs> yeah, this why not? If I were them, I would have just sent two or three more people down there. <laughs> why even have a door? <clears throat> Where were these things? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you just now bring these out? <laughs> They've been uh, running up from the back the whole time. There's a first yes, before, before the action started, I would have I would have brought that artillery in. Well, it's not really it's, artillery; it's only or yeah, it's it's uh, those giant ladders. I, that would have been like the first things I would have brought up. These ladders were only designed for this part of the castle. Right. <laughs> they would have been too long for the other. Side. Can I do that shot? Shoot a rope out of the midair from like a hundred yards away. That would be sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but somebody can't can reach roll. over. And you just can try. <laughs> Rope has an eight. Oh man, I can't imagine being at the top of that and that going over. That'd be insane. <laughs> what bothers me is that he can shoot it with an arrow, but they can't just reach over and slice it with a sword. Yeah. Right. Well, I think the the ropes were too far away at that point. Or no, no, because the hooks went in. Hmm. <clears throat> what, bud? Uh-oh. Yeah. Ouchies. Yeah, how come they can't, like, throw, push the ladder down? Yeah, I don't get the big it. Ladders, the big ladders have these those hooks on them. You could pull the hooks. I mean, you, you could still push them up, yeah. Then you also got all the, you got all the weight of all the orcs on it as well. Yeah, that would be a pretty strong moment of inertia. Yeah. I don't even understand how they're pulling the ropes... Like what? It doesn't really make sense. I mean, you'd almost have to be pulling the ropes from inside the castle. Yeah, to lift up. the mechanics of that does not don't really make much sense. There's yeah. gonna be like a pulley situation, you know. You know, so they could pull the ropes from down below. Yeah, unless the the hook had the rope like looped through as it went, but you'd have to have double the length of rope. Which I mean, that's, you could do that. <laughs> Hmm. Something's not quite right. Something's rotten yeah. in Denmark. <laughs> <laughs> the Germans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they took over. They took over King Christian the Tenth and conquered Denmark. <laughs> okay, here's a good Catholic nerds trivia question. Whatever number we're on. What fellowship? What fellowship actor is fluent in four languages? English, Spanish, Danish, and Elvish. 
Now, the way I first, when I first read <laughs> about this, they didn't include Elvish. So just the first three languages would, is right. But because he was fluent in those first three languages, that's why they had him, they added a lot more Elvish lines to his dialogue. Hmm. Kind of gives it away. Yeah. It's yeah. somebody with some dialogue, and it's a dude. Dude, oh, bro. Scott, do you want the name of the actor or the character? Um, the well, the character's not fluent in Danish and English. <laughs> you don't know that. Oh, that's another connection. Well, no, it's not. Now, um, heads up because of his arm. Cody back? Yeah, it's Cody back. He's talking about field. No, I'm sorry. I, I went on to Facebook and it was back before I joined on. Uh-huh. It still had that feed up. So oh, it was wow. like. <laughs> Cody, quit ghosting us. Throwback. So, yeah, the answer to the trivia question is Vigo Mortensen. Vigo. He's the only other person that has a <clears throat> Elvish lines. <laughs> what? There are lots of others. Vigo the Carpathian? Yeah. I was going to say that as a connection because Max von Sydow was a voice of Prince Vigo, but um, Max isn't connected to this movie. I mean, to Lord of the Rings. So, Treebeard's unhappy here. Very. A wizard should know better. We're about to get to... um, Okay, there are the Hewhorns. Y'all saw them? Yeah. Okay. So, I've got a... I have a trivia question coming up about them, but um, I'll space it a little bit more. Yeah. They they come up again anyway. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty They important. show up somewhere else. Mm. This, is, this is pretty cool when they march on Isengard. Yeah. Speaking of well, Sycamore, it's pretty easy because Isengard is already emptied. Like if they had come earlier, it would have been a lot more helpful. Well, and Isengard has a thermal exhaust port <laughs> problem. It's <laughs> 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 like Elm's Eve does. Yeah, except theirs is more like in uh, in Return of the Jedi because it's a friggin' giant, huge, gaping hole. <laughs> yeah, I mean the way that they dammed up the river. It, it's not like it was made by, you know, the dwarves or something. It's like patchwork. <laughs> <laughs> How they even did that, too, when you think about it. Maybe patchwork a dam up. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, a lot of orcs died. Many Bothans died to get us this information. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, they probably did the damn just piecemeal. You know, as the reservoir behind it got bigger and bigger. Mm. Hey, if those kids in it can dam up the river. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> he thinks he's getting that. Oh, he is. <laughs> oh, Bernard Hill's the name of uh, the King Theoden actor that was also in Titanic. Was he a better character in Titanic? He was well. He did run into an iceberg. <laughs> Some similarities. Wait, he was the captain. The two characters. That was Theoden. Theoden. Oh my God! Was wait? You say that was Theoden? Yeah. Uh oh. See, he's always just worthless. He makes the worst decisions. Don't want to hear it. It's all council. Hey, it's hey, all this council. That ship was unsinkable, man. <laughs> Sir, sir, we're going through icebergs. No, it's okay. Go as fast as you can into them. They'll bounce off. Helm, Helm's Deep is impenetrable. <laughs> is okay. that the best you've got, Saruman? This, right, this right, word right. you keep saying, I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> sir, do you realize that you are in a movie and everything you say is dumb? <laughs> Yeah, Again, I did not bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's on me. That's on me. <laughs> okay. I've got a good trivia question coming up here. After the last ride of the Rohirrim. Here's your favorite scene, Tex. You said this fortress would never fall while your men defend it. <laughs> no, it's pointless. Everything's pointless. Run away. It's stupid. Run away. We're all going to lose. <laughs> it's, we're Which character to am I? There's no way you can sink this ship. It's unsinkable. <laughs> Gone. All hope is lost. Look at him. He's about to cry. I'd be about to cry, too. What can men do against such reckless hate? What are we gonna do, Aragorn? What are we gonna do? <laughs> We're gonna fight. So okay. Death. So much death. I, I'd like to point out that Aragorn is supposed to be a Christ-like figure. So in his time of despair, he turns to Christ. That's true. That's no, good one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he got you there. And I kind of wish they had in. They would just go ahead and go full Judas and go ahead and kill himself to get off the screen. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Too dark. Too dark. Too dark. Too dark. <laughs> They're about to have the horn of Helm Hammerhand. Wait. That's one of my favorite. I see the light. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, do you see yes. how big that horn is? That is awesome. Yeah, I would love to play yes. that. Yes. 
But yeah. even his even his rev up moment right here. <laughs> yes, to death. Like we're not gonna win. I'm gonna die. Yeah, one last time. <laughs> one last time. <laughs> You're coming down with me. <laughs> yeah, hold on, time out. Let this be the hour when we draw swords yet. Have they not been going about twelve hours drawing swords together? Well, he hasn't drawn much of a sword yet. This well, is the true. hour. As that's in, true. He got he got scratched and ran away. So where those horses come from? Hex, my hour has not yet come. Okay, 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 okay. No, it is cool. I just mows through them. The video game does Battle for Middle Earth does a really good job of this too. Mm. That's pretty accurate of what cavalry does to infantry, also. <laughs> if they have momentum, that's, that's about what it looks like in that situation. <laughs> Except for all the horses in the back, like phasing through all the CGI. Yeah, it kind of makes you. It, it kind of makes you think. Wow, maybe they should have, like you know, done up this, and down, yeah, two or three horses down this from the beginning. Right. Look at <laughs> like those those like five horse just killed like two hundred Urukai, like yeah. that. I hold silver uh, away. And the the other the other thing, uh, the Rohirrim horses don't show up in the actual book either. Wait, what do you mean? Don't, what? don't they? Don't these guys not show up? Or yeah, they're on foot. They're on foot. Yeah. Mm. I think it makes more sense that they're on horses, though. Mm. And I like how the light um, is blinding them below. Yeah, that works. That works to their advantage, also. I mean, they've got the numbers clearly there to go ahead and overcome the urukai, but the light light certainly helps. Cody's uh, making fun of me in the comments about something. I don't know. <laughs> My son thinks about Jesus. Oh, this is cool. Now, the guys in front cannot slow down or there's going to be a problem. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, the, that, the whole slope, the angle of that, that's dangerous. Yeah, that, yeah. that totally would not happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, the horses would be breaking their legs left and right. Yeah. It would just be an avalanche of horse and bodies. <laughs> Which might serve a purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Distracted everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, massive death. Oh man, that is a cool throw. Oh, I love kicking orcs. I just like, yeah, like I just like how the ints just like kick everyone and just like, yeah, no. Gulliver's travels. Mm. Okay. Uh oh, Saruman. You know, if you count. Uh, since since John Reese Davies did both Gimli and Treebeard, uh, if you count the amount of kills that John Reese Davis got, yeah. there are far more than Orlando Bloom. That's true. That's true. But they only count as one. Ah! <laughs> uh, <laughs> you mean Gimli and Treebeard count as one? Oh, good point. <laughs> Too I mean, shit. you know, either way. <laughs> okay, okay, wait. 
There's that shoddily constructed dam. Yeah. It's like Jenga. (laughs) (laughs) Oopsies. Actually, I think that's what the it says. Is it, it yells, you know, as its battle cries. It's very like, Jenga! <laughs> <laughs> that is up really high, that dam. Yeah. Dying. <laughs> I wonder if they did that waterfall with salt, like you were saying, Eric. <laughs> uh, maybe the background stuff, yeah. yeah. But obviously, the rest of the front water was. Yeah. I think they they had this gigantic model, like like the thing was huge, um, and they they actually they flooded a model, and all the characters are actually CGI. So every, everything here is technically real. It's just on a really tiny scale, yeah. Or not like on a really tiny yeah. scale, but like it's like half, not half scale. I don't know. It, Hopefully not half scale. That'd be huge. yeah. <laughs> that would still be huge. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I forget the scale of it. Let me look it up now. <laughs> One I'm, micron. I'm <laughs> <laughs> it's Uh oh. Uh, grunge rock, Elijah Wood. <laughs> He's Elijah Wood trying to, you know, channel his inner Toby Maguire there. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking, uh, who's the guy from, uh, not Kirk Cobain, but uh, Green Day? They. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the lead singer. Yeah. There you go. This is the this is the scene that I was talking about earlier. Like, this is a really cool, like it's it's got really it's a really cool shot. The fork stick in the road. <laughs> I'm upset that I can't remember the lead singer of Green Day now. Hello. I know the drummer is Trey Cool. Billy Joe Armstrong. Oh, I don't think I knew that was his name. <laughs> Uh, what name for time or your line time? These are the oh, times yeah. of our lives. Yeah, here's a wait. So are you deciding between them or is it a put? Yeah, that is a really cool scene. To ah, that thing of a jig. So apparently, all the elves had green or blue eyes, and they just CG'd some in if they didn't have blue eyes. And like the the particular hue of blue determined if they were from Mirkwood or Rivendell or Lothlorien. Nice. Mm. Details. Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, the Isengard set? Yeah. Well, I mean, the movie. I mean. Yeah. And they have a blue screen for the water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's way lower scale, but that's it. That yeah, is- it's got to be like a 10th scale or something, like, maybe a 100th scale or something. Probably like a 100th. I know in the book, Isengard was supposed to be one mile in diameter. Mm. Hmm. Sure was in circumference? Yes. (laughs) That would be... You have to divide by pi. I could go over some pie right now. Mm. I know, right? I want some of that apple pie that makes you drunk. (laughs) (laughs) gotta go on keto first (laughs) I've been doing this not to lose weight but so I can get get trashed one night (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think there's easier ways to do that (laughs) 
Scott, you might need to accept Cody. Oh, how does this strange thing work? I don't know. I think something will come up. Uh, um, uh, make host. I made him host. Oh, guys, guys, it's the dialogue. I made him oh, host. Listen to Sam. I don't know what's happening. I don't know I'm what's gonna going put video on. on. No, I guess he. No, I can't click those. I'm trying to unclick his mutant video, but I guess he does that. Who knows? I think I did it right. Hopefully. Cody, did I do it correctly? Tell me. <laughs> the suspense is killing me. Gollum showing some regret and sorrow. Guys, I'm not here. Oh. Dang it. How are we going to come back? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm here, but I'm not here. Oh. You okay, need to stop I, this wizard. Francis, get back. Oh, crap. I have a naked baby running around. <laughs> That's what they all say. <laughs> okay, your host, Cody. Bye. <laughs> oh, I forgot to make, went back with an Isengard. I forgot to make the uh, Camelot. Camelot. It's only a model. Totally yeah. <laughs> I like to push the pram a lot. <laughs> Nothing rhymes with camel. <laughs> Let's not go there. Oh, it's Scott. Here it comes. It's a silly place. Silly it is place. a silly place. Oh, wrong, wrong. Here we go, Scott. Oh, Here's yeah. Scott. Get ready for Catholic Nerds trivia about the Hewhorns. Hey, y'all, just watch this. This is going to be cool. <laughs> Yeah, it's only like extended. <laughs> oh, just a benign forest that wasn't here a second ago. What could go wrong? Chomp, chomp. <laughs> the smoke monster's in there. <laughs> okay. All right, so I, I I know I I know that the trees are finally giving their revenge and all. But that scene just made me think of uh, in Ace Ventura 2. <laughs> when nature calls? Yeah, when nature calls, when the gorilla finds the bad guy, and then all of a sudden <laughs> you just see the bushes. Rhinoceros or whatever? Yeah. So, oh, there was the rhinoceros too, yes. <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of oh icky goodness, parts. Yeah, icky. <laughs> to put it nicely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's the trivia question about the Hewhorns. The Ents, or rather the Hewhorns, marching on Helm's Deep is based on Burnham Wood marching on Dunsinane Castle in Scotland, which occurs in which Shakespearean play, often just referred to as the Scottish play. So J.R. Tolkien based... The marching of the Ents Hewhorns on Helm's Deep off of the marching at Burnham Wood uh, on the Dunsinane Castle in this Shakespearean play. And here's Charlie. 
Charlie. Charlie Bucket, right here. For all you roll doll fans. I've got a golden ticket. I've got a golden chance to make my way. With the golden ticket. And with the golden ticket, it's, it's, it's a, a golden, golden day. day. <laughs> Whoever thought my life could be anything but anything. catastrophe. catastrophe. <laughs> I, look, there about me. I know that a it's A bit great. of good luck. And it's a musical and everything. And I know that it's like supposed to be, wow, this moment really just turned his life around. But Grandma Joe could have gotten up in those 20 years Seriously. if he could pop up for a golden ticket. And Grandma Joseph came while we're at it. And he's he's smoking tobacco instead yeah. of getting up and getting a job for their family that's happy yeah. over a loaf of bread. <laughs> cabbage soup. He could at least go to a life of crime for the family. Why? <laughs> Everyone's talking about how Willy Wonka was actually a terrible person. No, Grandpa Joe's a terrible person. Willy <laughs> Wonka, Slugworth. <laughs> He's the worst protagonist of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa Joe is the Theoden of Charlie and the Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> and I made the little tassels. <laughs> All right, thanks for the visit. It's oh, next, next, babe. Now guess you. Okay, give him a kiss. Thank you. Okay, this one's turn. Ah. Bing bong, bing bong. Who's your friend that likes to play? Bing bong, bing bong. Are you tell speaking in the microphone? Tell him things. Don't no speak into it. All right. It's a light. Us. That's, us. That's us. Yeah. Tell him Skywalker. Skywalker. <laughs> Skywalker. That's right. <laughs> I am your father. <laughs> oh, hi. Hey, yeah, that was me quoting Tommy Boy, really. <laughs> yeah. I'm Liv. Skywalker. Yeah. You touch my phone. <laughs> Light. 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 Yeah, it's my light. It's not on. Okay, we're gonna launch you up. You ready? You wanna go get some supper? Who's your friend that likes to play? Bing! Ah, nice. <laughs> oh, Bing Bong didn't make it. <laughs> okay, come on, Lou. Everybody's in their pajamas. This is the Von Trapp family singing goodnight. It's uh it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> Heck, my kids are going for a walk. <laughs> that oh, nice. home is something tall and strong. And that is why that is what I think of Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs>
And thus we have solved the problems of the world. Thank you very much. <laughs> and it's a good thing that we had this recorded for posterity. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and depositions and Cody, is it a different post that when you it's go? It's gonna on be this? a different post, yeah. Dang it. <laughs> Comment something in the old post. <laughs> go here instead. <laughs> All right. Okay, I see the posts. We're back. back. All right. Less That's comments good. than there were in the previous post. How will we keep track of who won? <laughs> right, we've been keeping oh, track yeah. of that separately. So the answer to the Catholic Nerds, the last Catholic Nerds trivia question, um, the Huorn, the Ents marching on Helm's Deep, Tolkien based that on which Shakespearean play? The Scottish go. play, Macbeth. Oh, I knew yeah. it! Macbeth. What is, what is the only, only correct answer? Maria's. Maria I was going to say Macbeth, not because I knew anything of the original part, but then you said the Scottish play, the Scottish and I play. knew that, that was Macbeth. They don't yeah. refer to it in theaters, yeah. Um, yeah, because it's bad luck to say that play's name. <laughs> Whatever that play's name is. Good thing we're Catholic and not superstitious, right? <laughs> yes, it's bad well, luck to say the name Macbeth. Macbeth <laughs> is a word you shouldn't say. Especially I in the theater, it. you shouldn't say Macbeth. But, but, but you Catholics are always superstitious. You believe in Mary and the, and the, and the saints and, and the... <laughs> And you play D and D. Pray, tell oh, yeah. lay D and D. Pray to statues, you know. <laughs> yeah, we you know, really it's, cool it's statues. The second movie. Now's a good time for a random tangent down, uh, down Catholicism Lane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wait, let's finish the second movie. Oh, wait. <laughs> let's oh, finish it first. We didn't get the overhead shot. Cody isn't ready. He needs to see the get overhead the drone. shot. Get the it's drone. Been, no, this is Gollum's song. This is such an important song. Actually, God, it is remarkably creepy. And we're good. And very well done. Mm. Oh, yeah. All right. So, we're clear. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen of the Facebook Lives, we have finished <laughs> The Two Towers, the second installment Whoa. of the Lord of the Rings trilogy in movies. Um, and uh, it is break time and awesome fun time. And so, time. apparently, hey, I something real quick, really weird. Right as the credits hit, my wife started listening to her music on her laptop outside of the room, and she loves video game music. So, all of a sudden, I hear Majora's Mask starting to play in the other room <laughs> as the nice. credits hit. I'm like, wait a second, that's not Gollum's song. What is going on? <laughs> it could be, <laughs> it could be, it works, but you know, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. All right. So, anyways. Break time. Break time. Uh, it is 5.13 Central Standard Time. Uh, what time is that for in, in Hobbit time? Hobbit time? It's every two uh, hours. Dinner? Right? Dinner? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, okay, yeah. I think it's dinner because dinner supper's later. 6 p.m. Yeah. is dinner and supper's at 9 p.m. Okay, so 6 p.m. is dinner. So we still got about 45 minutes to go for dinner. And then we got supper at 9. Which, uh, you know, that'll be great. I, you know, enjoy. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, and it's... Um, yeah, I'll be out there. Uh, what's 5 o'clock? Family. 
Is it cold up there? Hi. Oh yeah, it's very cold. It's cold <laughs> down got, here. It was cold we got today. The, it was like we got, we got the winter coat on. Oh still. my goodness! <laughs> so bundled. So Say hi. No snow out, but it's very sunny, but it's still cold. It's like really yeah. windy. It, it was the coldest today that it's been in about a month, and it's like 68 outside. It's May. <laughs> Why is it cold? I know. It <laughs> makes no sense. Y'all should just move you know, Louisiana. All the them. global warming people are going to be like, see? See? <laughs> <laughs> makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Carla Fry did a good job of this. So uh, I think it's happy hour then. That's a extra Hobbit time. Yeah. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. I got my rent. Yeah. I gotta go get some more. I finished this one off. I can grab one myself. <laughs> Why is this remote not working? I don't want to make Cody the only one on the screen, so I'm not gonna get up yet. Hey, <laughs> we're the cool ones. Hey, JP's watching with us. Thank you, JP. What's when up, bro? On. Okay, it's okay. Um, hey, I'm ready now. Oh man! All right. <laughs> is that like a bottle of Jameson? <laughs> it is. Uh, actually, it's a, it was a birthday present. So uh, yeah, nice. Um, I brought a shot that. glass. Don't worry. Okay, thank you. Thank you for being a little more classy. <laughs> Have y'all gotten any word from Doug or Zach yet? Uh, I haven't. Mary has my phone right now because hers was about to die. Um, we'll get back. I, I know Scott said that Doug probably will not be able to join us, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he is watching the children's. Um, and Zach, I have not. He, he said he had some urgent work stuff come up uh, that he was taking care of. And then he, was, okay. he hopes to join us later. But I ha- hadn't heard back from him yet. So um, we shall see if he will uh, join us for the third and final installment. Um, what is the Hobbit uh, toast? Yeah. The Hobbit toast? Yeah. Like, what, toast? Like, you know, like cheers, schlancha, salute, you they, know. They don't say anything short. If they're going to talk in Hobbit, it's going to be a long, drawn-out thing. <laughs> All right, ready? Here we go. I've got it. Oh, I don't gosh. know. I don't know half of you. As well as I'd like. And I like half of you half as much as you deserve. Hey! 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 Oh, here's a just doing just doing a quick Google search. I give you this toast to the hobbits. May they outlast the Saruman's and see spring again in the trees. Hey! 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 <laughs> <laughs> <Nah. Delay>. hey. <laughs> Um, to all the great kings of the Lord of the Rings uh, era, Aragorn, and that's it. Aragorn and Elrond. There you go. <laughs> Days that have passed and blood that has fallen. That is, uh, what may we be Wawa. copiously Wawa. That Seppi can't have. drunken on the dew of the lords. Wait, you guys are hey! Christian and Catholic. You, you shouldn't get drunk. Wow. <laughs> uh, let's That's see. Right. I, I unfortunately can't start the third movie until Mary gets back. So, oh, no. um, When's that going to be? I don't know. 
Her remote's not working. <laughs> Mary. Well, I'm gonna send hey, you I don't know if y'all saw this. I don't. I, I did. I don't. I don't know if they do it in the second and third movie. But did y'all? Did y'all? Did y'all notice why the first movie's credits are so dadgum long? No. Mm-hmm. They have the entire charter member list of the Tolkien. Is the Tolkien or Lord of the Rings fan club? <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Right. Everything I watched it and I was like, okay, well, that means probably like a hundred names, dude. That thing had to have over a thousand names because that thing, like, I, I I left the room to go. I think I went to go use the restroom and put up some clothes and like do some other stuff. I came back and they were still in the A's. <laughs> like it took five minutes to get through the A's, and I was like, okay, well, there just were a lot of A names. No. It was almost every letter like that. I'm like, good gravy. That's a lot of people. Can you imagine? Hey, my my dream is to have my name in the credits of something. Oh, yeah. here, join this fan club and you'll be in there. What? <laughs> like, who watches the credits anyway? I, I mean, I did that night because... Okay. I had nothing better to do. I was... My friend and I were in college and we'd go to a movie theater. When the credits would start playing, we would just start reading off random names as if we were like super excited. Like, uh, oh, Jan, Jan Barber. That, that would, that would get really old. Shame that would get really it. old really quick. Michael <laughs> Butts. Ah. So John Scott Fred. and I are actually credited. Aaron, <laughs> Aaron A. Aronson. Oh, wow. <laughs> B. Barry Barnes. B. Barry Barnett. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It'd be the best. Yeah, Scott and I made the credits for a movie, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. We're credited be in the uh, best movie, but. Not the best movie. We're, I'm not going to say the title of it. I'm just going to say we're credited <laughs> in a movie. Oh, come on. Just leave it at that. You, you have well, tickled I mean, my I, fancy. I'll say that. No, was, no. Uh... don't. Don't. We only discuss in private. <laughs> hey did you see I'm that sorry, you, you cannot are. you cannot leave uh what is it dostoyevsky's pistol or whatever you can't leave that just sitting out there okay <laughs> you gotta fire it off <laughs> nah that's the rule more fun this way is Let's... baby taking over justin joseph Zeppi's on hey Zeppi. how's it going buddy Zeppi. it was james hunt about the reboot <laughs> Scott! (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) We, we, um, for all our scenes where we're just supposed to be talking about nothing, we were praying the rosary. So, (laughs) totally true. (laughs) It was like supposed to be like making your mouth move. Um, I think. And I, I think so. We got the rosary being prayed into the, uh, into the soundtrack, or you know, into oh. the I don't know, whatever Eric, you know, the terms. The uh, that's just the audio cool. <laughs> <laughs> into the movie. Wait. Oh, let me see. Is this was it the score? Started... Yeah, charter members of the Lord of the Rings official fan club. It's in the second one, too. I'm looking at them right now. All those right. names that, if you ha- still have the credits rolling right now, all those names, they were in the first one, too. That's insane. That is... 
That is absurd, is what it is. <laughs> it's absurd. I know. Well, it's crazy to be that many charter members. Like, yeah, that's a really long charter. Well, yeah, right? and you look at like, okay, maybe this is just like you know, all the people in New Zealand that helped out or something. No, like you see names from like all over, and New Zealand isn't exactly America where you have like a bunch of nationality last names or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. they they have a pretty straightforward list of names there. Um, You're either Maori or, you know. A Guernsey. <laughs> yeah, not a too lot of not, not a whole lot of uh Keowns or whatever it was just saw. What you doing? Oh, okay. So the um so Macbeth based uh Burnham Wood and then Lord of the Rings, uh J.R. Tolkien based the Huarns, both of those were in turn based on the Bible. Um, when the armies of um, Absalom, the son of David, uh, were consumed by the, the forest. Like Absalom himself was snatched up in the branches and mm. hung, sn- snatched up by his hair in the branches and then was killed. By the way, I got to go get the uh, kids their dinner. So I will be back. Uh, I'll be listening through my Bluetooth. Uh, so kind of give that countdown again when y'all are starting the movie and i'll try to get that switched out and ready to go uh yeah, otherwise i'll just try to catch up a couple in just a minute i'm pulling it up so okay cool all right yeah. actually then if y'all are doing it right now i'm gonna go and get it started with y'all and then okay. uh then i'll then i'll bow out yeah yeah same here minutes to get it <laughs> get to it i got i got uh, a remote to work finally yay yeah <laughs> Yeah, Blue Jay on there. Boom, 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 boom.